It's the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. If you missed the show yesterday, you missed us making the announcement that Shinedown will play Canton, Ohio on July the 17th at the Canton Palace Theater. Rock 106.9 bringing you that show. And we have tickets for you. 9.30 during New Turd Tuesdays when you'll get hooked up with those. Seether is also coming to town at the House of Blues. July 19th, we'll give you tickets for that, 8.30 this morning. Joined every morning by Matthew Fantone, as I am today. How are you? Uh, feeling pretty good on a Tuesday, buddy. I uh, I feel like, I, I feel like you know, a big, uh, what do I want to say, a big undertaking happened yesterday. A, uh, a, a, a thing I could check off the bucket list was checked off, and uh, I, I was happy to do it. So yesterday, I was walking down the hallway. Mm-hmm. And uh, during one of the breaks, I was going to get some coffee, and what he's talking about is my phone had rang, mm-hmm. and across the screen was uh, was the word mom. And my mom lives in Las Vegas, and it was about 9.15 when this happened, and so I was like, oh my God, it's 6 uh, o'clock in the morning in Las Vegas, what is happening? Nobody calls at 6 a.m. for something right. good. It's not, oh, hey, and he, she knows you're on, she knows you're right. work, right, and all that. So she knows I'm on the air, she knows right. all this stuff. Right. And so then I pick up the phone. Phone call from my mother, and it wasn't my mom. It was her friend Marianne, who has been my mom's friend since like they were in like the fifth grade. Like okay. they've been friends for so Marianne was like my mom growing up. Okay, you know what I mean. So okay. I've known this woman forever, and so then I'm like now panicked, where I'm like, okay, so now my mom's best friend is calling from my mom's phone. Something happened to my mother. Of course, what else would you go to, dude? Right. I mean, that's a uh, it feel that that would that would feel terrible. Like, what what other assumption could you make other than how my mom's terrifying dad? this is? Right. Because again, she knows Marianne knows too. I'm on the radio now, and like so, uh, you know, if they're calling me now, it must be important. Something drastic. And so I pick up the phone. And uh, so sure enough, it's Mary. And she says, hi, I'm with your mother. I said, oh, so she's okay. And she's she alive. Said, okay. Yeah, she well, goes, well, she wanted to surprise you. She flew into Ohio, and we were coming to the radio station, but we're 70, and we took the wrong freeway, <laughs> and we're lost, and we don't know where to go, and you got to help us out. And so, like, I had to get on the phone. But, yeah, eventually my mom made her way to the radio station yesterday. I was going to say, why didn't they pull up their GPS, but they're 70, and why would that? Why would they have the availability? I don't do think that. my plan has that. Like, Fair. I, Fair. Fair. I mean, I think it's one of those things. Yes. If if my brother had been like, I'm lost, I don't know where I'm at. Like, dude, pull up Google Maps right. and get your ass to the radio station. Right. But my mom, you know, it's got to it, talk her through it's it. It's you know, she's got a Commodore 64 out there. You know what I mean? Like, that's your mom. So, yeah, she showed up at the radio station yesterday and I walked her around the whole building and she was all happy to meet everybody. And uh, so I walked around the sales bullpen and all that stuff. And then, uh, you know, I walked her into the studio. And then, yeah, you got to meet my mom. I don't know why that's a bucket list thing for you. but Oh, come on now, dude. Let's not act like your mother has not been a huge part of uh, of the folklore of the Stansberry show, dude. The, uh, Indeed. The, uh, Indeed. You know, she is. She's she's, she's a part of this she's show. She's a celebrity. She's a part of this show. There's no question about yeah, it. Yeah, she is. Um, so a couple observations to make right out of the gate. Um, first of all, dude, first of all, very rarely, uh, will I like fight with you. I don't want to, I usually don't feel like it ends up too well for us, but dude, if you ill talk your mother ever again, I'm going to fight you, bro. No, dude. I'm going to fight you, bro. Smoke and mirrors, she bro. She is the sweetest I, woman on the face s- of the planet. Of course. Cause she met you for the first time and she's being judged and she knows it. And she knows that I fire breathe her name. <laughs> and so she like, she knows. <laughs> and so 
it, just to stick it to me. She's nice to everybody. So then I, she leaves, and then I'm like holding the lunatic bag. I gave her, I gave her a hug. Like I, I, I. She gave me one of those. Like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. And I don't know if she really thought it was nice to meet me or not, but she did it she, in such a sweet old lady way, though. I honestly, dude, I felt like she. Well, she, she did think it was nice to meet you because she said to me on the way home, you know. I like Matthew more off the radio than I do on it. <laughs> My mom says the same thing. I know. I was going to say. Exactly. Because we both have that Eddie Haskell thing. When we're meeting moms, it's like we're the, like the nicest dude ever. Yeah, she's not the worst, I guess. No, she is not the worst. Dude. She's she not the worst. very, very nice. Um, she's obviously very proud of you. There's no question about it. She was like beaming as she was walking through the hallways and meeting people. And you could just tell she was so proud of her Danny. She was. Dude. This is, um, so this is the first time my mom has been in Ohio. Yeah. And I think about 13 years. It's okay. been a long time since she's come home. Yeah. And well, so like, I, I mean, not to like. You're but here, but, but that's yeah, it. Right, but that's it. And, and for a long time, I wasn't. And for the most part, well, get your ass out here. You're one person. Right. It's a lot easier for a, for a dude who's 40 to travel by himself than you the got, an entire family. Right. And you right. got the old lady with you. She's got a walker or whatever. <laughs> She's old. She can't do all that. So. Yeah, my brother's out there yeah. and my sister-in-law, my niece, everybody's out there. So. It's a lot cheaper for you to head out there. And the weather's better. And, yeah, you know, I mean, Vegas, it's, yeah. it, Vegas yeah. isn't the worst place to be. Uh-huh. You know? So... It's the first time she had been home in a while. And, mm-hmm. and, and I realized this about us as a people. Not my family, not you and I, but us as a society. We got to be, we got to stop just spewing out what our opinion on something is without thinking about it. Okay. So I posted this picture via uh, of my mom and I yesterday on my Instagram account, which is at Stansbury Show. And it was adorable. And so there's me and my mom in the studio. Cute Actually, it's not even this studio. It's another studio in the building, whatever. But, like, we, you know, it got my arm around my mom there. Family photo there. Yeah, yeah. Standing in front of radio station stuff. Like I said, you can tell she's so proud of you. And, and dude, she it was. was. It was. It was a great little photo I took. I'm, I'm going to pat myself on the back for that. <laughs> Photog credit right there. Dude, I don't know if you're aware. <laughs> this is about me right now. <laughs> and so, like, we... So I post this photo, again, at Sansbury Shows, the Instagram account. And sure enough, somebody that I... I guess I can say I know her because we went to high school, but I haven't talked to her in 25 years, so I don't know her. Okay. And I said, I was like, you know, my mom surprised me at the radio station today. It's a total surprise. I haven't seen her in forever. It's, I said, I haven't seen her in years. And I haven't. I have not seen my mother since I moved home from Las Vegas. Okay. And this girl was like, oh, my God, what kind of mother doesn't see her children Jeez. for multiple years and now, Jeez. let me give you a little, I'll give you a little perspective. Wow. This particular girl lost her son to heroin. Her son OD'd. Okay. Okay? Okay. So I get it. Okay. I get it that you've had loss. And I get it now that that is going to be an indictment on every mother that you see doesn't do something. But in my day, and I know this sounds like get off my lawn, but in my day, you would judge people in your head, (laughs) but you had the couth not to say it out loud. Because again, now she waded into something and didn't know the facts of it. And so now you're just judging somebody's family openly, which honestly can bring people to blows. Like it can bring you to punches. Now, I'm not going to punch a woman, obviously, but you are making statements about stuff. And I think you, me, America, everybody does that without even thinking twice about it anymore. And that's unfortunate. Because honestly, like very few things make me want to defend my mother 
Most of the time, I'm just trying to bury the body. Just trying to shove her face in the dirt. Very few things will make me come to her defense. But that did. Now, I didn't say anything because I was like, eh, I'll handle it tomorrow on the program. I'll, I'll vent my frustration there. Because I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not winning this keyboard war. Like, I, I don't, I'm not interested in winning a keyboard war. I don't want to do it. But when I read that, I was like, you know what? You're projecting your own situation onto somebody else and making somebody guilty. We live on opposite ends of the country. I know dudes who live 15 minutes from their mother haven't seen them in five years. This isn't like, you know what I mean? It's like you, we we gotta stop getting so personal. Like, I was actually just having a conversation the other day, two days ago, at the golf course. And politics got brought up. And I said, I was like, remember 10 years ago when it was like, when you were in public, you didn't talk religion, and you didn't talk politics, and everybody got along? Like, that was kind of like the way you went about the bar, and that's the way you went about a public place? And that's just gone. We just don't even think that way anymore. Now it's like, well, dude, I got to know your politics. Otherwise, how do I know if I hate you or not? And it's just weird. You used to be able to talk about the weather, but now it's like climate change. It's real. It's fake. It's not real. Scientists are liars. It's fake news. Well, they scientists are liars. Can't even talk about the weather. That's how scientists is spelled. It's spelled liar. It's spelled like liar. That's how it is. Uh, Screw that chick, dude. Honestly, before we get off this subject, dude, F her a little bit. Um, I maybe can come up with the excuse of like, maybe she didn't mean for it to sound so crass and just the way the keyboard kind of came off. Again, text doesn't have tone in it. That's why you you need to be smarter when you're typing something. I just, the the open judgment was like, wow. I haven't seen you in 25 years. Who the hell do you think you are? And a little bit of like. And this isn't my thought on it, but certainly people could make the thought on it or make the argument on it. Bitch, your kid died. Right? Like, I mean, isn't that, isn't that the, if we're really going to get into it, like, oof. Yes. I mean, I don't really want to go down that path, but ultimately, yeah, because here's the thing. Somebody's going to make that argument to her. Right. You're clearing the way for that path. You're clearing that path. She opened that door. Right. Now, I would never do that because honestly... A lot of you have lost kids to heroin. Right. And it's awful. And, and it's awful. And, and that's not something to jump up and, and down on somebody about. I don't think anymore. Because that was the way. Like, and when I was growing up, honestly, as a teenager, if your kid OD'd on drugs, it was. It was an indictment of the parent. I don't think anymore that that's necessarily true. I think, honestly, you can be a really good parent and kids can go off the rails. Some people are just born bad. I think some people are going to disagree. Some people feel differently than you. I think, well, because... Anytime, oh, where's the parents? Where's the parents? Where's the parents? If you as a parent would have stepped in. Now, it's always going to be a question on my lips. It's always going to be a question, and I will want to know what the answers are. But I do think, much like in anything, that there are exceptions to rules. And I think that there are times where really good parents just have kids who go off the rails. I think being a good parent will help you fight against that, and it will give you the best chance to not have that happen. But there's no guarantees in life. No magic bullet. No magic bullet. Kids make mistakes. People make mistakes. That's just the way it is. Now, if you have three kids and all three of them are unemployed drug addicts, then I think we got to look at you. But one out of three, that can just be odds, if you ask me. So now I got to have dinner with my mom again tonight. And like now it's like, and like, I got to go over her friend Marianne's house and like all the families are going to get, which will be good. Actually. I like um, her kids. I haven't seen in a long time. And Johnny, like her son, Johnny was like one of my best friends growing up. And 
Honestly, her daughter, Lisa, was like the first girl I ever had like a crush on. Dude, her daughter back in the day, could, I mean, Fantone, could stop traffic. I mean, she was, yeah, dude, Lisa was something else. She was honestly one of the most beautiful women you've ever seen. And sure enough, like she's showing me pictures of her grandkids yesterday, and it's like all her, like all Lisa's daughters are all like showstoppers. She says that whole family is very good looking. And then we were like the circus freaks that went on vacation with them every year. My family wasn't that good looking. We are doing New Tour Tuesday. We got the weekend. We got Tim and Faith and Weezer on deck for you coming up at 9 o'clock. Also, pass out those Shine Down tickets at 9.30. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. Hang up. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9, where you can win yourself a pair of tickets for Shine Down July 17th, Canton Palace Theater. That's nice there. You don't even have to drive anywhere. It's just right downtown. Honestly, dude, I, uh, I, I we got to give that a little bit more credit, dude. I was pumped yesterday. I know your mom kind of overtook everything, but like- what she does felt like uh, felt like the Stansberry show. We were walking a little bit taller. Should be walking a little bit prouder. That's a huge deal, man. People hitting me up all day. Let me get tickets. Let me get tickets. Let me get tickets. Well, I just tweeted out last night because I re- remember I was like, dude, shine down camp, and I couldn't believe how much like reaction that got. People were like, yeah, people are pumped, and they should be. I, like I said, I do. I've lived here three years. You've been here since 2012. Like I can't think of a show that came that was bigger than. The, now you take Concert for Legends out of it. Right. You take Aerosmith and Tim McGraw out of it because this is like a radio station bringing a band to like a, a small venue here. Yeah, I don't want to say small. I, no, I shouldn't say small. I, but but, but the, the Hall of Fame is its own separate thing. That's yeah. a whole other it's, entity. It's, it's, it's its own separate beast. When it comes to concerts that you know are locally like sourced, essentially, I don't. I can't think of a band that beats that. No, I can't either. I think I can't think of uh, of a bigger show. So that's pretty awesome. I'm pretty excited about it. It's on a Monday night, so we won't be here the following Tuesday. Um, no, I'm kidding. But we probably will take a day that week. Probably, a couple days that week. Probably that that Friday. We'll probably think. You know what? Probably gonna take this vacation day right there. Shorten that week up. Um, what's the detail on tickets again? I know we have some to give away, and how do I get them? Tomorrow? If I buy them? No, I'm sorry. This will be Thursday. Starting at 10 a.m., we'll do an internet pre-sale at the Sansbury Show page at WRQK.com, and then they'll also be available then for sale on Friday morning, and you can pick those up at the Palace uh, Theater box office or via their website. A lot of people, uh, who's opening? What are they doing? I don't know. We don't know. We don't, we don't, know, we don't know yet. We don't. And honestly, it, it's, I, 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 I'll tell you this. It's probably either A, a band that's on the touring package with Shinedown already, or B, they're not going to do one, and they're just going to roll out. And do it. My guess is somebody, but it will be a touring. Like a lot of bands reached out to me yesterday. Like, dude, get me on the opener. A lot of times, dude, bands okay. like, dude, people ask me that stuff at the Agora all the time. And the reason why a lot of bands open shows up there is because they don't let you play the same stage. You'll play the ballroom, and then like the touring band will play the theater. Like, dude, a lot of times bands don't want to share the stage with a band they've never heard of. Like, once you've reached a certain level, it's like, yeah, dude, I'm not sharing the stage with a band I've never heard of. Now, I don't know that to be true. I'm just telling you a lot of times that that will happen. Yeah, a lot of times it's not their decision. A lot of times it's like, no, this is the touring group. You guys are going out the, with This them. is what we're doing. Here's, what, here's where you're going. Right, the label that, picks right. this. This is, this is what's happening It's not here. like the guys in Shine now get together and rock, paper, scissor who opens. It's like the label's like, no, dude, we signed this band. They have a follow-up single. They're going out with you. I, uh, I can't find out who they're touring with right now. I'm looking. I can't see anybody. But if, if if we do find out any info, obviously we're going to pass it along to you. I'm guys. also being asked when, uh, w- what time the concert for Legends announcement is because that is happening this morning. Now we're not making that announcement, 
um, which I guess is letting the cat out of the bag a little bit as to what kind of format you're going to get there. We're not necessarily making that announcement. I'll tell you, I'm pretty excited about the announcement, but I don't know what time they're making it. Um, but I, again, I think the Pro Football Hall of Fame got it right. Yeah, they did the right thing. I, I'll say it. I mean, dude, every year so far, this will be the third one, and they've gotten it right all three years in a row. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would agree. They've with gotten that it right. I would. They just I, gotten it right. I when I found out yesterday, I was like. All right, I get it. Probably like, not your you know, favorite, but but, but understand the move. But I get it. Yeah, yeah. Totally I, I understand. It. You know, when it comes to drinking beers and watching football and and, and, and cheering on the Cowboys, this seems like the perfect sound. That artist to it. would be a good fit. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, and as far as I can see right now, uh, Shine Down is touring with As Lions. So I don't know who that is. I don't know what that is, but they're touring with As Lions. Okay, so they'll share a stage with a band they've never go. heard of. There you go. <laughs> Turns out they will. Proven stands for his point. Turns out that they will there. So you sent me this story Mm -hmm. where uh, Michael A. Colberson, 40, going to spend some time in jail. Right. As he sold, is this carfentanil? Do I have that right? Yeah, it's uh, carfentanil is like the step up from fentanyl. Fentanyl is the step up from heroin. Carfentanil is like the step up from from fentanyl. And what's been happening is is people are actually using those drugs to cut the heroin, right? Yeah. Do I have that right? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think there are people out there at this point who are just buying those products pure. Like, I just want fentanyl. I just want carfentanil. But for the most part, yeah, that's what's happening is heroin's getting cut with it. Okay, so back back in December December 1st, he sold this carfentanil, mm-hmm. which is an opiate, to mm-hmm. uh, Kedrick Young. This goes to, like, cancer patients. Like, this is like you're in the worst pain imaginable. This is 10 out of 10 on the pain Numb your scale. body right out. Right, right. You don't feel this anymore. I, I think carfentanil is primarily used for animals, like horses and, like, elephants and stuff like that. So it's... it's, it's like ketamine. Ser- serious like drug. Like Special there. K was like right. a part of that. So he sold this to uh, to this guy back on December the 1st. And then Kedrick then overdosed on the carfentanil. Okay. A lot of times people who are buying don't know what they're buying. They think they're buying pure heroin, and they decide they're going to use it as pure heroin. And you don't know what the mix is there, so you don't know how your body's going to react to it. That's a uh, that's always going to be true no matter what you buy. Right. Well, you know what right. I, mean? Yes. I mean, anytime, especially once you start injecting drugs, dude, yeah, you need to be sure of what you're doing there. And, uh, you know, you get that bag, you want to you blast off for the first time with it, and you put way too much in. And I had a buddy who was addicted to these kind of drugs for a long time. And he would always say, and this is, this is addict logic right here, that the reason why he wouldn't buy heroin and he stuck with Oxycontin was is, is it was dosed out in milligrams. So he always said, if I'm smart and I know what I'm doing, I can never, I'll never put too much of this stuff in my body because it's all mathed out. There's I know. Math. There's, and, and I was like, bro. And I remember thinking to myself, bro, like if you want to do drugs, do drugs. I'm not the guy. You shouldn't yeah, do drugs. Stan, right? certainly not like, going to be standing in your you way. You want to do drugs, do the drugs, but don't uh, sit here and tell me how you're the smart drug user. But there's a little bit of logic there. I mean, I'd much rather have a, knowing the drug that I have in front of me is pure and, 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 and like you said, like milligrammed out, where like heroin is getting cut by some sweaty biker in his basement. You know what I mean? Like there is a little bit of logic there. Wow, just cut a whole 
other group of people off the hook there. Well, well, I mean. <laughs> Dude, I'm just messing Somebody with in their basement. So Culberson then sold his car fentanyl to Kedrick, who then OD'd on it while he was at the top of the Mark Motel in Canton. We looked that up. Apparently, it's on Lincoln Way. I've never seen it. It's next to a Speedway on Lincoln Way. I've never seen it. I, I, what am I going to say here? It's probably one of those ones you drive by quickly and try not to look at it too much. You know you know exactly what type of motel it is. Hookers. Right, dude. You know exactly <laughs> I'm, I'm just, what type I'm, of motel I'm totally, it is. Dude, I, I'm totally... Dude, you it? know what? The maid at top of the Mark Motel probably listens. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. She knows, though, dude. She's been cleaning up hooker blood for the past 20 years of her life, dude. She's just she's worried about getting deported now. Now, the assistant uh, prosecutor says that carfentanil is way more potent than just yeah. standard heroin, yeah. which... I I guess this doesn't matter, but I would imagine then would fetch you more money on the street than heroin itself, I, right? I, I, see, like I said, I don't think people are necessarily buying fentanyl and carfentanil. Um, I think people are more likely to buy heroin, uh, but I, I don't understand that of how it's easier to cut. But I guess it's because you're taking a, like 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 your buddy said, you're taking a product that is... Essentially medicine. I mean, use it in a medical capacity, like, you know, milligram should be medicine. Milligram milligrammed right. out there and you're putting it into illegal drugs, so that spreads it out a little bit further. That heroin gives you that high with a little bit less, therefore yep. you can charge more for it. So Yeah, it's interesting. I uh, I mean what you should do is buy none of this stuff. Yeah, of course. It's what you should do. So then you know what happens here. The one dude sold the guy the drugs, they're at the right. hotel blasting off, getting high and all right. that. Right. So the guy overdoses. And the drug dealer, Culberson, made no effort, none, to get medical attention. But what he did do is leave the body in the motel room for about 12 hours and then called some friends and asked for help moving the body. They thought better of it, called 911. And it turns out that Kendrick Young's body was never moved from the motel room before the authorities were contacted. Now, according to the, that was the prosecutor's office that told us that they investigated the overdose death and they believe the drug dealer, Michael A. Culberson, since he called friends and asked for help moving the body was then going to hide it, which yeah. I don't understand. Here's what I don't get. Okay. I understand being poor and having to sell drugs to make a living. Okay. I, I don't think it's right, but I understand how somebody gets there. As a matter of fact, put a pin in that. We'll get into that a little later in the program. But I understand it's still wrong. You should still go to jail. But I understand how desperation could move you into drug dealing. Get it. But once you've sold the drugs and the dude dies, yeah. you calling people asking for help, this is what got you arrested. Like, couldn't you have just sold them the drugs, walked away from the situation, and probably, I mean, I hate to say it, but gotten away with it? Yes, I mean, obviously there's going to be the, you know, uh, I don't want to say paper trail back to you, but there's going to be that, you know, level of concern of, well, somebody died from my product, therefore the police are going to be after me. Um, but no, you start uh, the concept of, of hiding the body and moving the body and calling other, getting other people involved into that process. Of course, you're leaving yourself open for multiple crimes now. Right, 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 you're right. You're going to be charged with his death on. anyway. You're, you know, you're just just compacting the problem. Stacking there. felony on top of felony on top of felony. There, just not the brightest move there. No, and I guess I mean, you know, you, you're trying to deal with a, uh, a heroin dealer and trying to introduce logic and like sense into that. Right, but we do that a lot with criminals, and it's like, yeah, that's what they're not doing should, is thinking. You know, obviously, this guy, this this man who who is going to prison now, um, 
he obviously knew something was wrong in that moment. He decided not to act on it, either A, because he's a bad person and didn't care that another human was dying in front of him. And I guess as a heroin dealer, you're probably not too far off from that. You don't care if other people are dying. Um, but should he... If he would have called the police in that moment and said, hey, this guy's overdosing in this hotel room, should he have been able to walk away from that like without having to worry about being arrested because of that? Because that's why he didn't do it is because he thought I'm going to get arrested if I call the cops. That's and report absolutely this. why he didn't do it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be arrested if I call the cops right now. Should I mean, should that be the case? Should he be uh, there? Should there be immunity in that? No. I, I, then I you're not going to have people calling on overdoses. You're going to have more dead bodies. It's like Narcan. It's this weird area where it's like, I don't want people to die, but I don't want to enable drug use either. Uh, I don't know if you're right. And let me tell you, because, dude, if you and I were hanging out yeah. and you started to OD, I call the cops. Right. Because I think to myself, well, I didn't do anything. Right. So he's, But I don't want him to die. Right. So I'm going to call the cops. And when the cops show up and I say, well... I don't know. We were hanging out, and next thing I know, we started freaking out. It's on them to prove that I'm guilty of something, right? At some point, and if I'm not, now that sounds pretty idealistic. Yeah, I was gonna say. I that mean, sounds pretty idealistic. And the cops show up, and you're both like look like tweakers, and, and all you're that top stuff. of the pops motel or whatever it's called. Next thing like, you know, yeah. dude, they're sprinkling cocaine around yeah. the hotel room, putting you in cuffs, and yeah, um. It gets into a weird territory. Like, I think Cincinnati's actually now moving to charging people who who get, when you call nine one one if you're overdosing, like they're going to charge you. And you know, I mean, do they charge you for not wearing a seatbelt? Because if you get into an accident, you can fly through the windshield, and then you know an EMT has to pick you up off the ground. So if we're going to charge people for that, I, I don't know how we're not going to charge people for dying in the street. I mean, I, I and I'm not laughing about it, but I, it's like I. I don't know. That is a gray area because I believe Narcan helps people. Right. I believe that kind of stuff helps people. Well, I believe and, needle exchange helps and people. And immunity from being and being able to say, hey, somebody is dying here. That is going to help people. But like, I, I don't want to enable people like, hey, just go do drugs and it's fine. That's a sticky wicket there. I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure exactly what the best uh, course of action there is. I, but I know this. If you don't call 911, if somebody's ODing and you try to get your friends to hide the body, you're going to go to jail for a very long time. So essentially what this guy was trying to avoid, he walked himself right to the doorstep of it. Top of the Mark Motel. There it is. Never, never, uh, well, I've never resided there for the evening. Five star, actually. I've never, I've never (laughs) resided there for the evening or for an hour. I've never, I've never done that. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. 06.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9 online for you, WRQK.com. I just watched a video Phantom put up of a monster truck doing a front flip. I, like, I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm not the biggest, like, monster truck, like, person. Like, that's not, like, my form of entertainment, but that video was kind of cool. I can't believe the dude was able to pull it. Like, it seems like, uh, what do I want to say? Physics would not allow that to happen, but uh, the Mad Scientist is the name of the truck, and I don't know who's driving it, but the dude's a badass. Yeah, I don't know any about anything about that kind of stuff, but yeah, that was a cool video. Um, I'm never going to be like, yo, dude, monster truck guy, but dude, if there was a monster truck right at like the Civic Center, your boy's there. Yeah, I'm going for sure. Yeah, I'd probably go. Like, I so I had like the monster jam. Yeah. Like, I had to go out there one time at the queue. Monster jam. And they had, like, I had to walk up like one of those dirt hill, like one of those big dirt hills that they jump, and they handed me the wireless mic, and there I was on the jumbotron at the queue, and I had to like make that announcement 
And I got to tell you, dude, when you're standing on like a, what, I don't know, like a 30 foot like mountain of dirt in the middle of the queue and there's thousands of people there, I felt like king of the world for that moment. Oh, you were, dude. It was, it was awesome. You were. It was, it was like, this is awesome. People are noticing the musical change here at Rock 106.9. Somebody yeah. just tweeted at me and said, dude, Kings and Leon? Yeah. Yeah, the music's changing at Rock 106.9. I don't, like, we don't know. Like, they've obviously said something to us. Like, hey, look, you're going to hear some things. Don't change stuff. You're fine. This is what we mean to be doing. They said stuff to you? They just well, told me, just you go in there. Well, I asked. I went oh, down there okay. and I was like, bro, like, this, sure, this is right. some of this stuff's getting a little out there. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, it's right. I was like, okay. I was like, I'm not complaining. Because I think it's what we should be doing. I've been saying since I got here that this is what we should be doing, which is a, which is funny when you think about it. Shut up, you're an idiot. 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 Three years later, hey Stansberry, we're gonna do everything you told us to do, and now we'll take credit. Well, obviously, someone in San Antonio was like, hey, uh, you know, I love it. New, uh, according to new music research, people love the Kings of Leon. You're a moron. You're a moron. You're a moron. You're a moron. Hey, we're gonna do exactly what you told us to do. Aren't we smart? <laughs> I love it, dude. It's awesome. It's, uh, you know, it's good. That's how corporations work, though. They steal all the ideas of the employee, yeah. and then, you know what I mean, then, then they don't give you any credit for it. So you did something the other day that I just won't do. Okay. And I should do. Okay. And more Americans should. You called a business, and we won't name them, but you called a business that we all use here locally. You felt like you were paying too much money for it said, why am I paying so much money for this? You were moving Mm -hmm. and going to move that service. It's cable. I don't know why I'm dancing around it. And essentially got your cable bill lowered. Yeah, and honestly, it didn't even take that much. I um I was moving and I called and was like, hey, I've got to move, you know, my my services. And I said to the lady, I was like, you know what? Just cancel the cable. I just want internet at the new place. I'm spending too much money and not getting enough out of it. And that's all I had to say to her. And she was like, well, Mr. Fantone, I'm gonna do this, 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 you know, this and the third for you. And I was like, okay. So see, Aisha, she is. She's she good did. With the, she's good with the she cable did. bill. This, that, and the third. She's she got nice. it done for me. But it was. I got more service out of it. I got more channels. I pay less money a month now for it. So it was like, boy, I'm glad I made that little complaint. I'm sure he just made a lot of sense there, but I was singing Aisha by another bad creation in my head the entire time he was saying <laughs> But there's another business where you can do this. Where people are, where we're all just paying more money than we should okay. because they know we're fat, dumb, and lazy and the bill comes so we just pay it. Here's the money. But according to Bankrate, they checked creditcards.com, and almost everyone, Fantone, who just simply called up the credit card company politely and asked for a late charge to be waived, got those fees waived. 90%. I think usually what happens there, and I've tried to pull this before, is it depends on how many you have. If you're doing this every month, they're going to be like, nah, sorry, bro. Now, if it's once in the three years that you've had the call, they're going to give you a amount little bit of activity of a, will help. They're going to give you a little bit right. of a buffer zone there. But if this is a regular, consistent, like, yeah, dude, just cut me a break, cut me a break, cut me a break. They say in here, and I know this to be true because this used to be true of me, is that where people make this mistake is you get upset about your credit card bill, you call somebody on the phone, make it their problem. Start it's not screaming. their problem. It's their company's yeah. problem. That's like when you yell at me about Pink Floyd. That's not my problem. That's my boss's problem. There's a there is a, 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 a point where you have to flip the script, but I think it's almost always better to start polite. It's almost always better. And until re- they're impolite to you. Well, right. Until you, and they're not going to be. Until, well, until you get to a point where it's like enough is enough, whether it's impolite, inefficient, or whatever it is. 
is, I mean, you as the customer are going to be the one who dicta- kind of dictates the terms of how the conversation is going. So I, okay. I, I, I always view I it better to, better to start nice. And I, I tell people all the time, if you really want to get far, ask for somebody's help. Like, say to them, could you help me out with this? Yeah. And people are going to be like, of course I can. I'm so great. I'm because, so special. I'm so important. I'll help you. Because like you, what people need is to be wanted or needed. Oh, my God. My job's now important. People like that feeling. Say that to your boss. Say that to your spouse. Ask for their help. Like, hey, help me out on this. And they're going to, of course, and you endear yourself to that person. And they're going to want to go, you know, they're going to want to run through a wall for you. I just had this with the insurance company not that long ago. I bought a new car and I, I needed to put insurance on it. And I had just recently switched insurance companies. And I was, I was pricing out, you know, the insurance on, on my new car. And it was going to be a little high. And I said, you know, this feels like this is just a little too high. I understand that I have some things on my driving record and some stuff is going to make it higher, but I feel like there's some other stuff going on here. And I was really nice about it. And the woman said to me, she goes, and so it ended up, we found out there was an accident on my, on my insurance report that should have never been there from a previous insurance company. And she said, wait a minute, you, they never, you never made a claim with them? So no, she goes, oh, Dan, just get me a piece of paper that says you never made a claim with them. I'll make this go away right now. She ended up giving me $350 back. And because solely because, and she even thanked me at the end of that. She goes, you know, this was a very frustrating thing for you. I'm sure it was. And she goes, and you didn't yell at me. <laughs> Thanks. You know, I really appreciate that. And I think you can, I mean, you know, the old saying, you attract more with honey than you do with vinegar. And that's just the way it works. And you just start those things out nice. But if you got late fees on your credit cards, like if you didn't pay the bill on time or whatever, you just call up simply nicely. 90% of people got that late fee taken off, which is huge when you start to think about the fact that that's a lot of the times of why you're spending so much money. Right, I was going to say, we know you don't have any money because you're not paying your bills on time. So yeah, any dude, any, 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 any little bit you can save, it's a big deal. Absolutely it is. So if you've been in an accident, big or small, call North Canton Collision, that's who you call. I'm sorry here, this, uh, my computer just died on me. So I'll restart. North Canton Collision, the folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small, North Canton Collision. They are an insurance claim specialist, all repairs and models, 24-hour towing as well, on-site rental car, state-of-the-art paint technology too, lifetime warranty on everything North, Cor- uh, North Canton Collision will repair for you. Find them on the corner of South Main and Rose Lane in North Canton. Call Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason for a no-cost estimate at 330-499-5171 or just hit up their website. Visit NorthCantonCollision.com for more information. North Canton Collision, the folks you call if you've been in the collision, big or small. More Sandsbury Show head your way next. Hello guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show here. Tax season right around the corner. You're probably thinking to yourself, what am I going to do with that refund? Well, let me tell you, there is no better investment than yourself, and I am talking about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It's been over a year since I've had my LASIK surgery, and I could not be happier with the results. I'm seeing 2015, people. You could be too. And before you say to yourself, oh, I don't have the money, or, you know, I'm not a candidate for LASIK, dude, head over to RollholtVision.com and see what their financing options are. See if you would be a good candidate for LASIK. They've got three different locations to serve you, so you are never too far away from world-class eye care. Like I said, go hit up the website, RoholtVision.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. That's where you can check out that uh, monster truck doing the front flip fan tone. Found that thing was awesome. You don't see that very often. No, I think this is the first time ever. I think it's like a, uh, a once-in-a-lifetime thing you'd see here. Passing out some Seether tickets, 8.30, as they play uh, the House of Blues, July 19th. 
And then 9.30, we'll get you hooked up with those Shine Down tickets for their show July 17th, Palace Theater down here. That's going to be pretty awesome. Can't wait for that Shine Down show. We made that yesterday. Uh, I made that announcement yesterday. I'm going to have to get the back of the millennial. I don't want to, but people uh, jump up and down on you guys a lot, including myself. And this time, I think people are out of line and getting way ahead of themselves. So millennials, I will get your back at 730. But if you're looking for a job, I can help you out with that right now. As Gervasi and the Twisted Olive are both hiring summer positions, servers, bartenders, bussers, hostesses, cooks, all that kind of stuff. So you can stop out for an on-the-spot interview today at Gervasi off of 55th Street in Canton from 3 to 5 this afternoon and then Thursday this week from 5 to 7. And then the Twisted Olive will do their on-the-spot interviews Wednesday, April 5th from 1 to 4 and then Thursday, April 6th from 3 to 6. Now, here's what I would do. Compete for a championship. And as a fan, that's all I can ask for out of my pro sports teams is like, well, you're, you're competing for a championship. So I still feel like the Cavs are able to do that. Do I guarantee a victory? No. And I don't think I ever have before. I don't think I did last year either. I feel like at this point, dude, uh, the team is capable of winning a basketball game on any given night. And that's all I can ask for. Yeah, when are they going to do it, though? I mean, right? I mean, like, haven't they lost like six of eight or something? I mean, it's something crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're. I think they've 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 lost four in a row. I want to say or something like that. Um, when are they going to do it though? They've been doing it all year. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know if they the win Bron- games. If the Browns had the same winning percentage as the Cavs, dude, people lose their minds. Yes, that's lose, true. Lose their minds. But that's true. But when, but again, when the Browns were really good in the eighties. They didn't get patted on the back like that. Like you, like people expected you to win. When you win, people expect you to win. Like and people expect LeBron James and company to win. And those teams were highly celebrated. I mean, you know, certainly looked back on as as the golden years. Okay, of, well, three million people showed up downtown to celebrate LeBron and company, so they've been celebrated. Right. No, and I'm, I'm not saying that the Cavs aren't celebrated. I'm just saying, it, 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 I, I feel like you as a fan, you have to have some consistency with your expectations, and if you expect That's a championship. Fair. If you expect a championship every single year out of a team, you're going to be disappointed every time. That's fair. That is fair. And th- and I and I've rallied against this all year, where I feel like we're living in this: you either win a championship or you're a bum era, and that's crazy. And you know the Cavs have not lost the championship yet. That's fair. Okay. I mean, I I will tell you, I am a little bit more worried about their chances to win it this year than I was last year. Even 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 when the Cavs sat down three one, I mean, if there's one thing that, that LeBron and crew have proven is that adversity can treat them correctly. They are capable of coming back from 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 huge deficits from being the underdog. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. There are people who say if Bogut didn't get hurt and Draymond doesn't get suspended, we don't win. Well, and if if and and butts were, you know what I'm saying? If it were candy and nuts, it'd be Christmas every day, but it's not. It's if, if Kyrie and Kevin Love never would have gotten hurt, but we, we, they won the championship in two years ago. Cavs won it last year. So, like, yes, if we live in hypothetical worlds, that's fine, but we don't. So, 
Now, what I heard, now this was coming out of the Bay Area, like one of the guys that's on one of the sports talk stations out in the Bay was like, you know, this is what people don't want to admit, which is LeBron's getting old and slow. And it's like, well, if you look at his numbers this season, I mean, he's averaging career highs in a lot of stuff. Well, and, and, and the thing is, is LeBron getting older and slower? Yes, I think that's a, a, that's, a that's a fair assumption. But the guy's been able to reinvent himself time and time and time again. He, he's not a one-dimensional player. He's not. He's not Steph Curry. Like, yes, as he gets older, and slower, he's developed different parts of his game. So I, I understand why people are concerned. I genuinely do. But like, so they're now the two seed in the East, right? Correct. Now, do they have? Are there enough games for them to retake one? Or are they not concerned they're, about retaking? They're one? half a game behind right now. So yes, there's. I think there's. Uh, what are the Cavs? I think there's 15 games left, something like that. Oh, 10 so games we still left. got a while yet. Yeah, there's plenty of time. So left. slipping into second place last night doesn't necessarily change anything. Does not necessarily change anything other than the standings last night. Now, obviously. Obviously, the Cavs are going to have to get their ish together and get their ducks in a row and and make sure that as as they go into you know springtime basketball here that they're playing at their best. They're obviously not doing that right now, and you don't want to depend on flipping of the light switch. I mean, that's a crazy thing to be like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put place all my chips in that basket or eggs in that basket. Well, yeah, that's not what you want to do. Yeah, it seems but, a little crazy. But but like I said, I think that the Cavaliers have proven that they're capable of doing that, and even if they are sitting in the two seed, even if Boston does go in front of them and stays in front of them, dude. I still don't think there's a team in the East that can beat them in a in a, a seven-game series. I, I don't think that. I genuinely don't. So you can be concerned and you can talk about, well, you know, this is a, an indication of how things are going to go in the playoffs, but... The only team I'm worried about them losing a series to is Golden State. I, maybe San Antonio. I think we beat San Antonio in a series. I do. I do. I worry about Golden State, and the only reason I worry about Golden State is because it'd be the third time in a row we're facing them in the NBA Finals. So that proves them to be formidable. Fingers crossed. I hope that's what happens. I genuinely do. I want this to be the rubber match. I want this to be like the, all right, well. Make a statement here. Right, right, right. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's rivalry, baby. That's the best part about sports. I would take the Rockets because I think we win. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? But, But, yeah, I think what's better for the NBA, for sure, is Golden State versus Cleveland Hands because, down. dude, then what happens is all this, and I've been one of these guys that's been kind of rallying against this recently, all this, the stars are sitting every game, subject Doesn't goes matter. away. Doesn't matter. It goes away. If you get Steph v. Braun, it, then all of a sudden nobody cares anymore. I, uh, I Until think, next year's I, season when I, they do it again. I, th- I think a big thing to, to note here, and, you know, when the Cavs tore through the NBA and had 66 wins and then tore through the playoffs and everybody was like, oh, there's just not enough adversity. There's just, you know, Oh, yeah, just, remember that coasting. when they didn't have enough well, problems. I mean, which which way do you so want So now they got here? problems. Not, now they got problems. Now you got to figure it out. And it's like, oh, dude, I'm off the bandwagon. Now, you may not remember this, but, I, but I'll ask because I'm being asked okay. via Twitter. Do you know, and he's bringing this point up to pr- kind of prove a point, and he's doing a good job of it. What seed were they last year? Because that's what he's asking. Like, dude, does anybody even know what seed they right. were last year? I, I know that's why the he's asking. Seed, were they the number most, one seed yeah, last year? Most people okay. aren't going to notice. Yeah, that. I wouldn't have remembered that. I would have guessed that because of how good the season was and the fact that they won. I would have guessed it, but I wouldn't have known it. Yeah, and I mean, let's not act like let's not act like other than the potential of the Eastern Conference Finals. Let's not act like the Cavs still don't have home court advantage through you know through that. Like it's not it's not like they were going to win home court advantage when they when they 
they play whoever they play out west. Okay. So it's not that big of a deal. Is it is it a good thing? No. no. And am I like am I am, am I am I telling people, oh, you're worried about nothing? No, because there is areas for concern when it comes to the Cavs, dude. I mean, at, at this point, the, the most concerning thing is it doesn't look like they're untalented because obviously they're not. It looks like they're unmotivated. And that is where you you get that concern. Now, I know they played, I think last night was the fourth game or the fourth game in five nights and they were all in different uh, cities. And, and listen, I'm not saying that's an excuse like you, you get out of jail for free on it, but it is going to affect how these it's guys It's going to affect how you play. And, and I know, dude, these, a lot of athletes are, are starting to go down that road. Well, you know, we played four and five. Right. And you're compensated ridiculously. So play. But they're not they're not doing this to prove how tough they are to no, us. No, they're no, not no. Doing I know this, that. They're not doing this to prove that they're worth $10 million or however much. All I'm saying is, dude, if you can hit a jumper on Monday night on the road trip, you can hit one on Thursday night on the road trip. They, like, come on. I, yes, but let's not act like let's not act like there haven't been in, in, in a job that's performance-based like ours. Let's not act like there hasn't been circumstances that have gone into ours where it's like, damn, dude, maybe if I wouldn't, you know, how many times Yes. How many times have you seen a guy go out the night before and be like, damn, dude, if I just wouldn't have done that, maybe if I wasn't so tired coming into this, it does make a difference. It, yes, your performance can suffer. Now, again, where, where you get a little lucky with being a professional player is you got a bunch of them. There's you and I. So if one of us is bad, it's that can't be picked up. You can bench a bad player for the night and get another guy out there. You're all NBA players. Right. This whole we played four days and five game or five, four games in five days. I don't care. The dude, that's what you went into the CBA for. That's what you went in there and argued for all this goddamn money that the TV network had to give you for a league nobody watches. They gave you all this money and now, dude, now you bitch. And so, like, I it's starting to get a little fed up with the NBA. A little. I still watch it. I'm still a Cavaliers fan, but this narrative of oh, well, we just play 82 games and it's just so much. Well, then, dude, like, because what they're saying what they are saying is they want 82 game money for playing 50 games. Why don't you say the same thing about baseball? Because baseball players, because you're not ripping the fan off. You go into a town for four days. That guy's not sitting four days. And pitchers do. Pitchers do because of because dude because of extending their longevity. And like LeBron's not doing that as he goes into his 14th season, which is more than Jordan. How is? Here's the thing, dude. You can limit yourself as a basketball player and still play the game. You can't limit yourself as a pitcher. Why should you limit yourself as a, as a player if you're out there? If you're out there to go play, go play it 100 percent, right? Yeah, you. I, yes, while you're on the court, yes, that doesn't mean he has to play all the 60 minutes of whatever the hell the, the NBA game ends up being. And pitchers, dude, that's about a rotate. That's why there's six of them. You know how many LeBrons we have? We got the one. Because but, of the way the, the positions play. But, but like you just said, that that if one of those guys can sit, it's next man up. You're all NBA players. Well, yeah, and I agree. We should have, an, an, honestly, the LeBron can sit minutes. Now, he can't sit minutes and we can't win. We, we, we lose leads when he sits minutes. And that is why, again, why I will look at, and nobody's talking about it, I'm looking at Ty Lue. Like, bro, like, why can't we win if LeBron's not on the court? Is it because you can't go? Number three most minuted guy in the NBA. In the NBA. Uh, dude, LeBron's carried his load. He carried this league for a decade. He's carried his load. But you cannot make the argument that you're not ripping fans off. You can't do it. You are ripping fans 
off. And sooner or later, I, it's not going to be today, it's not going to be tomorrow, and it's definitely not going to be in the NBA Finals when they're going to break a ratings record. But middle of the season, the ratings are down across the entire country. It is because these dudes are sticking their middle finger back up at the fan. They are. whether And dude, they can hide behind science, they can hide behind it all. But at the end of it, it's, we want 82 game money, and we want to play 50 games. That's what it's about. And here's the thing, I would want it too. If I could get paid for a year, and I only had to work for six months, guess what Sansbury would do? He would work for six months. But at the end of the day, what would happen then is I would be judged openly. And that's what's happening to LeBron and company. And LeBron, as much as I get his back and I talk about his smart business acumen and all that stuff, which is all true, at the end of the day, he gets to be a little bit of a baby when people question him. He gets to be just a little bit of a sissy when just this much of his ass cheek doesn't get licked. He does just a little bit. And it's starting to get a little bit annoying. And if the whole thing is we can pour it on what we want, then pour it on last night against San Antonio. Let me see you throttle a good team. Rock me into confidence as we get ready to head into the playoffs. I don't think that's too much to ask for the hundreds of dollars it costs to go to a game to watch you get like beat consistently. I just don't think it's too much to ask. We do have Seether tickets. You'll get those at 830. And Millennials, I have to get your back. That happens next. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9, where you will get Seether tickets at 8.30. They're playing the House of Blues July 19th. We'll get you hooked up with that. Also, Shinedown tickets coming your way 9.30 as we do uh, New Tour Tuesday. If you're car shopping, you're going to need a loan. Let's send you over to CSE Federal Credit Union, the bank that I use, because you are going to pay no application or processing fees for your loan at CSC Federal Credit Union. Also, no prepayment penalties, and they're going to get you a good rate. With the term available up to 84 months to keep your payment low. Not going to cost you a dime to talk to so, uh, someone over at CSC about a loan. Check out more info and their locations at cscfcu.com. So the Cavs Nation is pretty pissed at me because I'm talking about this NBA problem. Okay. And I'm not making it like a problem for the whole NBA. I'm kind of making it Cavs-centric because that's what my audience cares about. The audience doesn't care about the Houston Rockets. They're Cavs fans. It's a league problem. The league's ratings are down. The league underachieves as far as like professional sports. It underachieves. The, 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 the NBA should be a bigger league. It's bigger globally. And Ogie tweeted this in, and he makes great sense. It's like the Indians aren't going to rest all of their starters unless it's right after they clinched. And what I would also say is why the baseball analogy doesn't work because you know what baseball doesn't have? Stars. Baseball doesn't have a LeBron. They don't. Any nine Indians could walk through Belden and nobody would know who they were. Nobody. They're faceless. And that's been baseball's problem is they don't have stars. Mike Trout, maybe. But do you know what Mike Trout looks like? No. So... I, 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 I guess I just don't necessarily... It's a I noticeable mean, problem with the NBA because it is a star-driven league. And now when your stars are just sitting there drinking cups of coffee, that they're not even from the venue, by the way, like rolled up in it, it looks bad. I'm not saying... that. I'm telling you, I'm not even a fan. Oh, like, ultimately. But, like, your fans are upset. And I think it's a very dangerous thing for the league, fine, not the Cavs, for the league to say, eh, yeah, well, whatever. 
That's dangerous. Should, should their focus be on on attracting more viewers as the Cavaliers organization? Should they be attracted on 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 expanding the brand, the or should they be and focused the league, on championships? The teams and no, you can't make it one or the other because the teams and the league have different things that you need to be focused on. But you're in business together, and it's your job to make that business run together. Yes, I will agree with you on that, but as as our, our as our responsibility goes, our job is to make sure the ratings are good. The revenue is on the other side of the building, and yes, we'd like to work with you, but at the end of the day, we're in charge of what we're in charge of, and, and the Cavs are in charge of winning a championship. Okay, I'll tell you why this, some of this bothers me, because I don't buy it. It's about rest. I don't buy it. There's a big difference, and I tweeted this out this morning, because there's a huge difference between LeBron taking a few games off, which he deserves. He carried the league for a, forever, and this market. So he deserves a couple of nights off. There's a huge difference. I don't know why people can't figure this out. There's a huge difference between LeBron taking a few nights off a year versus we're sitting all three of these dudes at the same time. If it was about science, if it was about this, the science would actually tell you to not rest them together. That's what the science would tell you, is that you're better off. The science would tell you you can rest one of these guys and still win. That's what the science tells you. The science doesn't tell you you're better off resting them all three together. It was a message to the NBA from LeBron. Bitch, I run the show. That's what it was, and that's why it's kind of annoying. Because I don't buy the science. So, now, dude, just like they can say it's about science and not be right, I can say what I'm, what I think it is, and not be right about it. Maybe I'm not right, but to me, it feels like a from a, a, a directive from Le- LeBron, bitch. I run this. Now, this all started, and really, the team that kind of made this all a a a, a science, or a, you know, really started doing this was the San Antonio Spurs. And when they were on top of the world, and when this Tim argument Duncan, makes me mad too, when Tim Duncan, you know, was was kind of running the roost and was kind of one of the biggest, you know. Names and faces of the NBA, Ginobili, you know, obviously Tony Parker. Those were those were all superstars. They're big three superstars of their era. Yes. Um, I, 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 I guess where 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 was there was massive amounts of outrage over the San Antonio happening. Spurs. Massive amounts. Why are people, why are people complaining twi- about it now? You didn't have Twitter, so the average person wasn't bitching about it. There were countless articles ripping Popovich. The league fined him a half a million dollars. Why aren't they still where, doing that? Where's the half a million? fine for LeBron. Where, what I'm saying is LeBron's not being treated unfairly. He's not. But 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 why aren't people saying the same thing about other teams because doing it? Because people don't have perspective of history. The, what, what, dude, you always say this about sports. It's revisionist history. So it, that's why Michael's still considered to be the best. So, so it's revisionist history of why this didn't happen. So so, it, if, But it did happen. People, dude, because back then it was only real journalists who had their voice and they ripped him and they do they find him a half a million dollars or half a billion dollars? It was like yeah, no, it was half a million, five hundred grand. So I, 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 where? But it's still happening. So why is it now? A no, Cavs it's problem? not. That's that's my problem, Matt. Is that it's not still happening? It's getting worse now. It's getting worse. It was one team who was kind of being smart, and now everybody, everybody. This is what happened. LeBron went, dude. Lazy looks like smart now. Let's do this. I'm telling you, it doesn't feel that way. No, no. I think, I think, I think winning championships looks like smart, and this is the best opportunity okay, for me to do that. So then, when he doesn't win the championship, do I get to jump up and down on him? Then, regardless whether he whether they rest it or not, if he doesn't win the championship, people are going to jump up and down on him. So if you can put yourself in the best situation to do so, and you're going to get jumped up and down on either way, I'm going to put myself in the best situation to do so. 
I there is I believe me when when this whole thing first started, I got his back on it, and I believe LeBron should be able to take night. We take time off of work all the time. As a matter of fact, instead of giving us a raise, they gave us more vacation time. I, I said this yesterday. This is going to be the business model in America, but the expectation of certain jobs is different. And the expectation of LeBron is to play. And, dude, here's the other thing. You also notice, and this gets swept underneath the rug, other players in the NBA are coming out talking about how it's disrespectful. You know, there was a guy, I forget who he plays for, I think the Rockets, said, you know, there was a time where I wasn't in the NBA and I would have given everything to play in the NBA, and this feels like spitting in my face. What do you say to guys like James Harden who said, I want my brand to be, I play every night? I would say then go ahead and do it. And when your window shuts sooner than LeBron's does, then you, what are you, you going to complain about then? Chances are his his window was going to shut earlier than LeBron's anyway. LeBron is a physical freak. LeBron is keeping his window open. He's the one who's he's going to have agree. a window bigger than Jordan's. There's, I, there's no denying that. I would agree that LeBron taking care of his body the way he has will extend his career. And I agree that LeBron should be able to take nights off of work. But sitting Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, and LeBron James in a nationally televised game isn't science. It's sticking your finger up at the NBA and LeBron saying, I run this league. I will do what I want. And, I, dude, I got to tell you, that's a problem. And the NFL don't let that happen. And that's why the NFL the biggest league in the country. It really is because the league understands it's about the fan. Make the make the game fun to watch. It's about them. Without them, there is no billion dollar lifetime deal from Nike. The NBA Finals were the third highest rated of all time last year. Of all time, of all time NBA? Yeah. Okay, well, when you start reaching, when you start reaching Super Bowl was thir- was in its in its lowest in five years this year. So I mean, it's not it's it, it's not just like as easy as like well, you know, you just can't you just can't put the ratings on it, and that's the end of the conversation. No, but it's got to be a huge part of the conversation because if we stop watching it, there's no money to be made. There's no money to be made. LeBron can take nights off. Again, I want you to hear what I'm saying. LeBron and any other star can take nights off when you. Coerce it as four of them are going to sit together and tell me it's science. I'm smart enough to know that it's not. And then I'm being screwed. Now, I don't care. I'm not going to buy Cavs tickets anyway. But I'm sick of hearing stories about the eight-year-old who drove all the way from Youngstown to go. And at the end of the day, this it is spitting in the face. And if you don't win, then I don't know what you say now. Like, if the whole thing is we're going to rest for championships and you get blown out by Golden State this year, like a lot of people think you're going to, then what do you say? If that, no matter, like I said, if you lose, whether you played all, all heart for, you know, 100% all 82 games, or you, or, or you, if you lose, you're going to be jumped up and down on regardless. So if I'm, if I have that option of, well, no matter what happens here, I'm going to get jumped up and down okay. on, I'm going to put myself in the best position. See, you say best position. I say he knows he's going to be jumped up and down if he loses anyway, so you might as well be lazy. You don't you don't think that 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 making sure that you're playing at your best, at you're physically able to play at your best during the playoffs and the finals is putting yourself in the best you position. You don't think LeBron could play last night, win that game, and be in the NBA finals? It's months away. If you can't recover from last night and but in you're a couple of about, months, you're crazy. But you're talking about one hundred percent. You got to go all the time. You got to go all. I, 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 if you're healthy, then you have to go one hundred percent. No, if you do that, if if you live by that, then no, you're not going to be in the best position. Well, first of all, nobody's one hundred percent when you get. To to the, when you get to the end of the season. I'd like to be as high up as possible. I would like to be as high up as possible, too. And not, dude, notice I'm not arguing for him not to take nights off. I'm even giving it to him. Take 10. But you don't 
coerce it. You don't get two of your other stars to do it together and say, well, the, sci- the science would tell you rest one at a time. That's what the science would tell you. And it would also tell you that, you know what, for the sake of our business model, let's not screw over ABC, TNT, and all these leagues that just gave us all this money because we bitched that we didn't have enough money. Even though you're the only sport that has guaranteed contracts, so no matter what happens to you, I think, dude, Portland's still playing Greg Oden to, to play. Play five games in the NBA or whatever the hell it is. It's This is about control. If you don't think this is about control, you don't understand what's happening. Or you don't, more importantly, you don't want to admit what is happening. This is millionaires running amok, exerting their power, showing you that they have control. Dude, LeBron controls everything. It's why Dwayne Wade left Miami. Because he got, dude, LeBron was in his ear telling him how evil that was down there. And then now what? Now what happened? Now he's got Dwayne Wade in a miserable experience in Chicago, losing half of his money to state taxes. LeBron is in control of all of this. This is, I'm being accused of calling LeBron lazy. It is a lazy mentality. And he's trying to get the back of other NBA players who don't get the money he gets off the court. I understand it. But don't pretend it's not screwing the fan over. And whatever we're going to say is don't pretend it doesn't affect the TV product, which is where everything comes from. Everything. They're the be-all, end-all. Without the TV, you get nothing. And so when the fan starts to say there's more competition for your entertainment eyes than ever before, so when the fan says, you know what, Netflix over NBA, what are you going to do then? Is it going to be, we'll come meet LeBron at, 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 at the souvenir shop that day? Will, will you go back down to that level at that point? And I hate to do this because I hate when people kind of do this stuff, but if I go back in history and I grab LeBron out of the hallway at St. Vincent, St. Mary, and I say to him, hey, dude, you can be the biggest player in the NBA. You'll get a billion-dollar deal from Nike. All you got to do is play 82 games. I bet he signs that deal right then and there. But he's been in the league 14 years. He's got a bunch of money, so it doesn't matter. Part of it is that. Denying that would be crazy. It would be crazy. Can LeBron take nights off during the, during the regular season? Yes, as any other NBA player can. But when you're doing it all together, you're sending a middle finger to the league. And I'm going to say this to wrap up so nobody can say I didn't. D- Popovich was sending a middle finger to the league when he did it. And a hundred articles were written about it. You just didn't have Twitter, so you don't remember. But he was fined. for doing it, and countless articles were written ripping him for it. So this isn't LeBron being treated unfairly. Still, we still consider the great, one of the greatest coaches of all time. He is, and, and LeBron's going to go down as the greatest NBA player. It, that, that, it, my point is, is that LeBron's not getting extra like bad treatment for doing what he's doing. They blasted the guy who created this. So don't pretend they, that you didn't. Where was the outrage for Popovich? All over the goddamn newspaper is where it was. All over the newspaper in every city in the country. That's where it was. That's where the outrage was. You just didn't read those the way you read your timeline. That's all. That's the only difference. LeBron, take as many nights as off as you want, but you know when you're sitting and you sit Kyrie and Kevin Love too. Let's not pretend Ty Lue made that call. Ty Lue's making calls now. That's the case. Ty Lue's in charge of the Cavs. <laughs> Excuse me, do I choke that down? Ty Lue's in charge of the Cavs. That's hilarious. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. 
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. If you're thinking about buying a car, you should buy yours where I bought mine, Wakeham Auto. You can start shopping for your car the way I started shopping for mine, which was Wakeham.com. You'll see there they have 400 used cars for you to look at. You'll be able to find something that you want well within your price range. That's what happened for me. It's what will happen for you. They call that the Wakeham way there. So head over to Wakeham.com, check out the inventory, 400 used cars for you. And then when you make up your mind, head over to the Wakeham Auto Mile on West Tuscan Lincoln Way and pick up your brand new car. Wakeham's been five-star rated on Google and Facebook, and they have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. That's important. They've been in business over 60 years. And again, the Wakeham Auto Mile on West Tuscan Lincoln Way, where you can save the Wakeham Way. I bought my car there. Cannot recommend them highly enough. Such an easy experience. That can be daunting buying a car. Wakeham made it really easy. I mean, Wakeham.com or on the Wakeham Auto Mile. West Huskin Lincoln Way there. So my mom's been in town 24 hours. I'm already back to screaming on the radio, right? Like, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. Dude, it's not your fault. She doesn't make your life hell. I don't know why I'm screaming at you. I apologize. Your mother's a saint, dude. Stop talking about her. But I, you know what, dude? You met you met my mom for five minutes, and she brought out her smoke and mirrors in her best Copperfield, and she's got you tricked into thinking she's nice. Five of the best minutes of my life, man. Dude. Don't say my mother supplied you with five minutes of the best of your life. Five good minutes. It sounds like too. you gave it to my mom, and I don't like it. Did not do that. Would never do that to such a to such a fine, upstanding woman. To a, to a minister's wife, never, you can't do it. Never, dude. She's a uh, she's a saint. Yeah, she actually is all right, but she does. She kind of gets my, you know, the, the nerves. Like frayed, but I ran out of time bitching about LeBron and company. So I was going to do these at eight thirty, but I want to make sure you guys get a payoff. So let's do that. We'll uh, going to pass out these Seether tickets for you now. They're going to play House of Blues July nineteenth, and we'll take caller twenty one eight hundred two four three seven six two five. Again, that number one eight hundred two four three seven six two five. And millennials, I, this time I promise you, I'll get your back next. Hang on. Nine. Sandsbury show on Rock 1069. We passed out those Seether tickets a little early because we ran out of uh, some time there, so I wanted to give them away in the last break. And uh, James says, I'm convinced you give your prizes to your friends. I got connected literally within seconds of the queue to call, and it rang for minutes. James, here's what I'm going to tell you. My friends wouldn't go to a Seether show if you paid them. Like, dude, I have, like, music snob friends. Like, they're not going to a Seether show. And if I was going to give tickets to my friends, I'll wait until the tickets get to the radio station. I'll go down to the promotions department and be like, yo, dude, I need two of those for a buddy. That's how that happens. I don't have to give away the stuff that we give away on the air to my friends. I don't I don't know Kevin from Garrettsville, but he's walking away a winner. He's going to see Seether. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. So I, I apologize. We, um, Sorry, you know what I mean? Here's yeah. what I will tell you this. There's only three phone lines here. Most stations have five. There's only three at this particular radio station. So sometimes that makes it a little tricky and it makes you, you know, it makes it a little longer there. Hopefully, James, we can get you hooked up with something here soon. Maybe shine out tickets. Maybe. 930 is when we'll do that. They're playing the Palace Theater July 17th. And in the middle of a New Church Tuesday, 930, we'll pass those out. Gervasi and the Twisted Olive, both looking for some seasonal employment help. If you're a server, bartender, busser, hostess, cook, dishwasher even. Stop out for an on-the-spot interview today at Gervasi from 3 to 5 this afternoon. And then again this week, Thursday, March 30th from 5 to 7. 
The Twisted Olive will hold, uh, they'll hold their interviews Wednesday, April 5th from 1 to 4, and Thursday, April 6th from 3 to 6. Now, what I would do is I would go online to gervasivineyard.com and fill out an application beforehand, before going to the on-the-spot interview. Just going to make yourself look good there. gervasivineyard.com. All right, millennials, I got to get your back. I jump up and down on you guys and uh, a lot. And I, and, and I think the country's very guilty of doing that. Millennial has become like hipster. Like if you just look at somebody younger than you, millennial. What do you, I mean, like at this point, how young can millennial be? You know what I'm saying? Because if I'm going to be honest, I'm not even sure what the real definition is. And that's what I was going to say. Right? Is Isn't a that lot, true of everybody? A, a lot of people just like to. You're you know, younger than uh, me. Millennial. Uh, I mean, yeah, because there will be, you know... Because technically you are a millennial, Like a 13-year-old will be called a millennial, then I'll be called a millennial. And it's like, well, I mean... It's not really the same thing. A little bit of a difference in our lives. if you showed up with a 13-year-old date, I'd be like, bro, what Uh, is that? And now listen, now generations are fluid things. There's no like set, hey, this is when your generation is, because we're all kind of in this weird place where um, 10 years in front of you, older than you, and 10 years younger than you, you kind of have somewhat of a... A connection with those people. You feel like you've watched a lot of the same things. You've done a lot of the same things. You've been a part of a lot of the same things. Um, but there's no like set, well, you know, a cutoff point of any generation. You know, I feel like I share a lot with Generation Y, and I feel like I share a lot with Millennials. You know, there's, I feel like there's a difference. Maybe even a little X. Well, yeah, X, I'm sorry. That's where I kind of feel like I'm in that weird, like, I don't know, like, I, I remember Nightmare on Elm Street, but I also, rem- you know, I've got a smartphone. Is it, I- you know, I only know I'm a Gen Xer because Rolling Stone told me so four years in a row when I was uh, in high school. Like that's go. how I know I'm a Gen Xer because Rolling Stone told me I was. You know what I mean? And that's who kind of puts these labels on us. Um, and do you agree? You view people ten years older than you as in your in your generation, ten years younger than you. I mean, how far do you view Gen X as going? You're forty. Is a fifty year old Gen Xer? Is a thirty year old Gen Xer? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't Weird know place. what the levels are. Yeah. Sorry, I'm listening to you and reading James tell me that our winners only exist on paper. Oh. James, I'm sorry, buddy. You know it only exists on paper. You know, yeah, I just gotta shut this down yeah, so I don't sh- focus on it. Come on, I'm trying to get trying to get Papa Bear focused. Yeah, I've already screamed all morning. Yeah, I don't want to do on. it anymore. Come on, give my guy but a break. Millennials just take a lot of crap, and you take a lot of it from me. And okay. and sometimes you deserve it, and sometimes you don't. Right. And this story has been written about every generation ever, and it's. This is more about, what do I always say? There's just too many internet articles. There's just too many. Okay. Okay? And now it's this one. It's official, Yahoo says. Millennial drivers are the most reckless behind the wheel. Well, yeah, dumbass, because they're the youngest ones behind the wheel. And when you're young, you don't think you can die. When you're young, you don't understand how something dangerous, like something innocuous, like driving can be inherently dangerous. I, my, so my mom's in town, right? And so I took her out to lunch yesterday, her and her friend. Mm-hmm. They're both like 70. And I was aware of that. So I was driving down the street. My mother actually said to me, you know, Daniel, you're a much better driver now than you were. Well, yeah, ma, because I'm 40. Because I'm a grown man, and because I worry about my insurance rates now. I worry about this stuff now that I didn't right. care about when I was 19. You recognize the fact that you could kill somebody, including right. yourself or somebody else. Um, and on top of this, on top of this, as a guy who called 1-800-GRAB-DUI the other day, that wasn't a millennial. It was on a nine, It was on like a 70-year-old woman with gray hair. And let's not pretend millennials are the only distracted drivers out there. No. You all are on your phones yes. while you're driving. I see you. I watch the, the other, through the windows of other cars. 
Wars. It's not just teenagers. It's all of us. Us, me too. Yeah, and I, I think, yes, definitely the younger you are, the less perspective you're going to have on life and the value thereof. And I, I think that's to be under, or at least to be like expected. Um, but I also think it's worth recognizing that, like, as the youngest drivers, they're also the least experienced drivers. Therefore, they're going to be the worst drivers. Haven't been through like a huge snowstorm right. maybe yet. And right. Oh my God, my first time driving in the, at night when it's pouring down rain. Even if it's yeah. not your first time, just the fact that I've been driving for 20 years. I'm a better driver now because I've been through more situations. I, I, I'm a better, I'm just a no, more not practiced, to be afraid of everything. I'm a more practiced driver. No, when to press the brake pedal. So and, I, right. I, I would certainly assume that a 16 year old is not going to be as good as I am. It says here, alarmingly, some of the drivers ages 19 to 24 believe that their dangerous driving behavior is acceptable. Yeah, I would have said the same thing because you know what a teenager thinks? That every stupid thing they do is the way it should be. Well, and, and obviously, we all think that it's acceptable because we're all texting and driving. You know what I mean? This isn't an exclusive thing. You can say, oh, texting and driving is unacceptable until I see you doing it. All right, I'm going to say something right now that I have no idea if it's true, but I suspect it may be. Okay? okay. Right. So let's, let's just say that. I'm not stating this as fact. I'm saying I bet that this would be true. Look at Fanto's already going to the keyboard. Find out. I bet there's already a study. It's not true. I'm willing to bet that if a study was done we would find out people over the age of 30 text more behind the wheel of a car than people under the age of 30. Now, part of that's going to be is you're going to have more drivers over the age of 30 because less people under the age of 30 right. can drive, right? And because, you know, you start getting down there, right? So some math, like I said yesterday, you can make math say anything you want. But I would guess that we're on par, if not worse, because if you think about it, the adult has more going on. You got babysitters, you got kids, you got your boss, you got your wife or your husband, you got, did you get the milk? Did you do this? I understand that teens have their friends, right? And young drivers have their friends, but ultimately your life is less busy. It's less complicated. It's less bogged down. My point being is I would imagine the adult, and now I could be way wrong about that. I'm just guessing, speculating. My guess is, is that the adult would actually look to capitalize on multitasking more than a 19-year-old would. But I don't know. But I'm trying to get the back of the millennial here because when I want to jump up and down on you, when you are being a dumbass and being an idiot, I want to be able to be credible while I do it. And this story, when they're passing it around, and this is just to get you to click on it. <gasps> Official. Millennials are the most reckless behind the wheel. Of course. I remember when my parents took me to Cedar Point as a kid and the demon drop was still a thing. And the whole way to Cedar Point, I just wanted to ride that thing. And I remember my dad getting in there with me and, like, buckling the seat of it. And he was terrified. Like, I thought he was going to cry. I mean, he was terrified of that thing. And I said to him, I was like, how are you afraid of this? And he said, Daniel, I'm older than you, and I know I can die, and I care about the fact that I can die. You're a kid, and you don't think about that. I was like 13. You know what I mean? And he was right. Sure enough, would I ride the demon drop today? I doubt it. I doubt it. I bet I walk right up to it and go, nope, not doing that. It's because you get fear and perspective as you age. But they are no more reckless behind the wheel than you are, especially now. Now, before the invention of the smartphone, with teenagers, too many kids in the car, radio turned up too loud, you know, not paying attention, that may have been a more viable argument. 
But the smartphone has leveled the playing field in this. Millennials, stop letting old people tell you that you're ruining everything. You're only ruining 90% of what we have. That's it. If you're desperate to be on a reality TV show, I would urge you to think twice about it. Because the fall from grace can be a very, very rough fall. And I have a perfect example of what I'm talking about. You'll have it next. Hang on. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Being in a car accident is the worst. You just feel like the rest of your day, week, month going to be ruined. I can make that process for you a little bit easier. By sending you to North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. Car accidents are terrible. North Canton Collision makes it that much easier for you as they are an insurance claims specialist and they repair all makes and models of all cars. They also have 24-hour towing, so no matter when the accident happens, North Canton Collision can help you. They have on-site rental cars as well, so you drop your car off there, you get a rental and still go to work. And they use state-of-the-art paint technology as well. You get a lifetime warranty on every repair at North Canton Collision. And you can find them on the corner of South Main and Rose Lane in North Canton. And Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason would love to take your call on a no-cost estimate at 330-499-5171. Or visit their website, NorthCantonCollision.com, for more info. North Canton Collision, the folks you call if you've been in the collision, big or small. New Tour Tuesday coming right around the corner. New uh, The Weekend, new Tim and Faith, new Weezer, all part of that. Dude, I got to tell you, uh, dude, my mom seemed to be a big hit. Everywhere I go in the building, yeah. people are like, dude, your mom was so nice. She was. And I keep saying to these people, what do you think she was going to do? Come in here and treat you like me? You think she was going to come in here and like push you down in the hallway? That's not what she was going to do. Well, uh, now I will, I will make room for that everyone kind of puts their best foot forward when you meet new people. Uh, at the same time, I can only judge what is in front of me. And your mom was an absolute sweetheart yesterday. And I'm not surprised that she was a big hit in the building. She was. So, um, spoiler alert. Yeah. My mom wins employee of the month next month. Ah, <laughs> right? Like, I'm going to get is. passed over for employee of the month again? It seems pretty likely. My own mother going to overtake me? I'm going to go fill out the slip as soon as we get done. <laughs> go fill out that little Mrs. Stansberry. So, a girl I know had tried out to be on, like, a couple reality shows. Like, actually, she tried out for Bad Girls Club, and I can't believe she didn't make it, because she's totally one of those, let's pop pills and just drink too much and take our shirt off in public, and, like, she's, like, one of those, right? And I thought for, and she's, like, a 10, and so I thought for sure she was going to get on that show. And I tried to talk her out of it when she went to the, you know, it was, like, Pittsburgh we had to go to so she could, like, interview and that whole thing. So we, like, loaded up the car and we went. And the whole way there, I was like, why are you doing this? I'm like, you're legitimately beautiful. You're going to go do this. They're going to exploit the hell out of you. And then when you're done, they're going to throw you off to the side. And then your celebrity fades. And that that show will be on its 10th season. And now you're back working the job you got right now. Yeah, I think some people can translate um, reality television into long-term success or long-term career. But some, that's, I mean, it's pretty pretty rare amount. It's it's hard. And I know we if we looked online, we could find like the 10 best people that have done it. And some have. But I think more often than not, you just become a name, not necessarily a celebrity, and then that name kind of fades. For every one that makes it, there's 10 that didn't, for sure. Oh, easily. Yeah, 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 easily. 
And a show that was all the rage for a while, and it like it was a crossover hit. I, at first, it was just like parents, but then it became like a crossover hit and became like an icon show. And the fact that like everybody was talking about it, it was on the lips of everybody. And this was John and Kate plus eight, which was John Goslin, his wife Kate, who looked like. I need to speak to the manager. She looked like one of those, like, I'm not happy with this. Where's your like, authority figure? Like, she just, Kate oh, Kate Gosselin always like seemed to me like, oh, my God. You right. Kate Gosselin was the reason dudes are afraid to get married. Like, they, because they're afraid, oh, my God, my wife's going to end up like Kate Gosselin. Yeah, everything about that show felt insufferable to me. Like, I didn't watch it ever, so I can't say that, like, oh, that was terrible. That was the worst. But everything about it was just very off-putting to me. I was like, I don't want anything to do with this. So she kind of kept up the steam a little bit, and then there were some issues with John and her and, like, this and that. You her, right? Or yeah. Broke and then, up, or, I, I can't remember. He showed up at something with, like, some 22-year-old girl, and okay. he was considered to be, like, you know, not nice and, like, all this stuff okay. for a little while. I forget what the whole details were okay but kate kind of kept on and like she had the show for a little while and i think she's out of the public eye now but like for a little while she had kept it up but now somebody's caught up with john goslin and this is not an april fool's joke they say because on april 1st fantone yeah former reality tv star john goslin is going to bear it all this says here the former reality star 39 years old father of eight is going to put on his first adult dance routine at Dusk Nightclub's Untamed Male Review. This is a show in Atlantic City, and this is the quote from John himself. I work at Dusk Nightclub in Atlantic City, New Jersey, as a DJ. I'm a member of the Senate DJ group, and I... What? That sounds terrible. Uh, And I also help with promotion. I DJ at the club sometimes, but I find promotion is more rewarding both financially and emotionally, meaning people don't come up to the DJ booth and go, didn't you used to be that guy? Like I, that, that happened to me when I, was, when I first moved back to Ohio and I was only working at Peabody's. People would come up to the bar and be like, didn't you used to be Stansberry? Well, I, it's my last name, so I still am that dude. But yes, I used to be that guy. So I'm sure that's part of it is why he doesn't like DJing as much is because he doesn't want to answer those questions. And he probably sucks at it, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, probably just sitting there and press and play. And I guess, I don't know, maybe he's awesome at it. Who knows? He says, being part of something is a blessing. Since I joined Senate DJ, I have felt like I belong to something, and I'm not just out there on my own. I feel as if I'm part of a fraternity or brotherhood. Jesus, come on, They're dude. called douches. Stripping happens to be one of many odd jobs Gosselin has taken since quitting John and Kate plus eight. So, yeah, April 1st, John Gosselin, Fall from Grace, TV show, lots of money, all this stuff. Celebrity, booked on, like, the Tonight Show, all that stuff. Now has to show you as Willie to make his way in the world. Is he, like, I, I can't remember what he looks like. Is he, like, a hot dude? Is he, like... Like, is he buff? Is For a he while, like, he was buff. I okay. remember that. Like, he had gotten, like, kind of, like, I'm on TV. I better lift weights. Okay. You don't remember John? Like, here, let me turn this around. This That's like, John Gosselin. Like, not, he, not an particularly good-looking yeah, guy at I mean, all. Not, I mean, it's not like he's a gross-looking man, but you don't look at him. I can't imagine women look at John Gosselin and go, I wonder what you look like naked. He wasn't just going to get a role in Magic Mike. You know what I mean? Like, no. I mean, he wasn't. They, they, they weren't, they weren't going to give that to him. So, um, yeah, and I mean, that kind of sucks because, like, if you're a failed reality star or a former reality star, I guess he was pretty successful at being a, being a reality star, at least get the porno out of it. To go directly into stripping, it's like, oh... Oh, see, oh. I like your I like your it's thinking the there, Fantone, because if you make the porn, yeah. 
Now you could be paid to strip across the country right. and make a lots of money. Like a lot of those, dude, a lot of porn stars retire. Like Jane James retired, doesn't make movies anymore, but she makes a ton of money. Like she'll come to Diamonds or whatever and she'll strip for a weekend and make a ton of money. Yeah, I just feel like, I mean, it just to me, it seems like he, he he fell down the ladder faster than he had to. Like, make the porno, you know, call it. Maybe he did. Call it, call it John. Do we not remember? Call it John, you know, something I'm with a girthy eight or something here. like that. But I mean, like, you, you incorporate a penis joke in there, and then. I think John here, and the eight. John and the eight and right if he's, there. Yeah, if he's got the eight, maybe no, he doesn't. Maybe, maybe you don't want to incorporate a, a joke about your penis and your children in the same sentence there. I don't know. But I, to Morale. me. Reality is where it is <laughs> in John Gosselin's me, cape. It, it just feels like you missed an opportunity here, dude. See, whenever we dude, as long as people are naked, Fantone can make a lot of sense. <laughs> Let, Figure it all out. For which it. actually, I got to get your opinion on this too. Okay. And because apparently, guys, what we're doing is not only are we having a hard time supplying a woman's orgasm, but once we do, we're ruining their orgasms. Men are ruining women's orgasms. So much so that I had to read like a 10 like paragraph article about it, and I'll give you the summation of it next on Rock 106.9. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. On Rock 106.9, we're online. WRQK.com. I'm sorry, we shouldn't do that, but I just showed Fantone something that I, sh- that I cannot share with the rest of you, and it is very funny. I'm sorry. Inside inside jokes on the radio are not a good idea. No, I'm going to assume Captain Tony posted it up somewhere, though. Uh, yeah, you probably. <laughs> you're right. More inside jokes. That's what we'll do. So, um, I did take a piece of constructive criticism from the audience okay. about the program. Shannon is a is a female listener of ours. Has been for a long, long time, and she's very dedicated. Listens every morning. Thank you, Shannon. And um, she said, you know, I, I hate writing this because I really like you and I like the show and I thought it was awesome that your mom came to visit and I love all that. Yeah. She goes, but I've had to turn your show off a couple of times in the last week. Okay. And she goes, I love when you guys talk to Scott, and I understand sports has to be part of what you're doing. She's like, but some of these sports arguments just aren't for me. Okay. And she goes, now look, I know I'm not your target audience. I'm a 40-year-old woman, but that's not necessarily true. I want 40-year-old women, too. Like this show, you know what I mean? But And I explained this to her, and I kind of, you know, if some of you are feeling the same way, I'll just explain to you the thought process. The Most of what's in the news right now is politics. And it's so goddamn polarizing that that's going to make more people turn the radio off than complaining about the NBA resting. Right. The NBA resting is a big topic as far as like guys go. And oh. guys like sex and sports. It's kind of what right. they like. And so, yeah, I, I will admit that we've gone a little bit more sports heavy because what I don't want is the perception of Trump bashing or Trump hating or Trump support and like we're in the Trump camp because that's the only way people see things now. It's not like like if I give you the news and fact and it's and it and and that fact ends up not being positive news for Trump, it's not seen as me relaying a fact to you. It's me it's seen as me being biased and Trump hating. So what I've done is tried to get unless it's like we Gotta get into that. I've been trying to stay away from politics a little bit more. And so I kind of thought about it. It was like, well, where do you go then? And so I have leaned on sports for that. 
Understandably. I have made that decision. So it was a conscious decision that was made. You know, obviously, I mean, sports should be a part of any male-oriented show. I, I, I think it's crazy to say otherwise. I think it's nuts when when radio, when like rock radio stations ignore sports, it, local sports. I'm not saying we have to get down. And, and I don't think we're two X's and O's about anything. I mean, we're not like. Hey, I'm man, not at the chalkboard. It's the really big one coming in here. But, uh, yeah, sports are going to be a part of it. And you're 100% right of, well, what else are we going to leave? on when we can't talk about what's going on in the news and yeah sometimes we do but even when it's like no dude you have to talk about this sometimes I'm like no I just I'd rather not I honestly like I came in here yesterday and I looked at Fantone and I asked him this question in our business the subject of the day is called topic A that's what we refer to it in the business as mm-hmm. and I said to him yesterday I said dude putting this show together over the weekend Obviously, healthcare is topic A. Right. I said, but I don't want to do it. Yeah. Help me figure out what another topic A could be. And we ended up doing something else. Because again, if we talked healthcare, we were going to have to report how it was completely bumbled from the beginning. They had absolutely no plan whatsoever going in, and they got defeated. That was going to sound like I was anti-Trump. But those are the facts. They were ill-prepared to go into it, did not handle it well. They're in control of every piece of the government right now and can't pass their own bills. But if I said that, like I've just said it, it was going to be perceived as me being anti-Trump in an area where the man is wildly popular. And I'm not anti-Trump. Now, Fantone leans a little bit more left than I do, but we both lean left. Well, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean... But I'm not anti-Donald Trump. I'm not anti-the president of the United States of America either, but at at the same time, I mean, as soon as you do open up that conversation, as soon as you open up that can of worms, all of a sudden, unless you are counterpunching everything with, well, this is how great he is. All of a sudden, it turns into, well, you two are just biased. You just, just hate him. Yeah, you just hate him. And it's like, well, then well, you, let's not even talk about it. Let's, I, 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 honestly, dude, it is. It's it, You know, yesterday was a little bit like, well, dude, should I encourage you to, no, dude, it's topic A. Everyone's talking about it. It's our responsibility. We have to be a part of it. Or is it just easier just to be like, you know what, dude, let's not. And a lot of times it is easier to just, well, we'll talk about LeBron then. I hate saying easier because that sounds like we're like, like we're path of least resistance. Well, like for NBA resting, <laughs> that's what that sounds like. But again, I because of people, people not turning the radio off is the idea. That that's the idea. And so, yes, I've stayed away from the political thing because it's just honestly, I feel like most people are just are. I think most people are. This is really true. Where they're kind of back in their lives now. Where it's like, you know what, it happened, I, it, you know, and I'm back to sticking my head in the sand on most things. I think that's where most people were. This political scene this last couple of years, I, I think, has been different. There's been an awakening, yeah. and I think more people are awake than before and have stayed so. Hashtag woke. But I, oh God, I hate that term. But I, but I think a lot of us are back to the you know i just don't really care right and i'm sick of it on facebook i'm sick of it on twitter i'm sick of it here and so i've been trying to supply a place of entertainment where you don't get hit over the head with the word trump over and over and over again positively or negatively yes. I, I i understand i understand that people it's a high wire act. people make that argument all the time of like well i'm tired of it i don't want to talk about it anymore but at the end of the day when it comes down to it 
everyone's still talking yeah, about that it. that is true. Everyone is still is still sharing articles about stuff. Everyone is still engaged in it. So I don't know, dude. I I, I, I wish I could I wish I could, you know, hey, this is exactly where it needs to be, but and I don't know if any broadcaster really knows exactly where it needs to be. No, right it's now. so difficult right now. I, I say this a lot that, you know, there's never been an easier time to do my job because, you know, now in fourth grade you can choose to cut off your penis, but you have to be eighteen to get a tattoo. So that's true. So sometimes like weird stories happen. So like you there's stuff to fill right. but there's also never been a harder time to do my job because well people don't really want you to have an opinion and even facts now sound like your opinion and like i said if i came in here and ran down the facts of healthcare that just happened with the gop it was going to sound like i was knocking them and i'm not although i will kind of say if you're going to ring the bell for two years about how bad something is and a lot of the country felt like Obamacare was bad. Eight a lot years. of them. Seven, I mean, seven, seven I mean, years. if you're going to ring this bill, this bell that hard and that long, then have the plan. Right? Yeah. Then, then have it ready to go. Don't bitch until you have it ready to go. That's like when the teacher asked you for the answer in class, I didn't raise my hand because I didn't have it because I didn't read the assignment yesterday. But the girl at the front of the class raised her hand because she knew. This was like raising your hand in class, teacher, 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 and then say, like, what's your answer on healthcare? Well, I don't know. I just have to go to the bathroom. That's what happened the other day. But if I said that, now all of a sudden I'm this, you're just anti-Trump, libtard, that go back to Cleveland, libtard, and I'm sick of reading that email, man. I just am. So I've just chosen, and, and, and again, I'm getting a little too far in depth on how the show gets put together, but I've just kind of made a conscious decision of, you know what, dude, let's just kind of get back to, you know, masturbation, sports, orgasms, that kind of stuff, just for a little while. And if something, ma- now again, healthcare was major, right. healthcare was major, but I, but I don't think... I also don't think most people, and this isn't a knock on you because it would be true ultimately of me too. I don't think p- most people have an idea of how that stuff really gets put together. How they really does know, but they have an idea of how they feel, and they have an idea of 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 I'm right. So, and and this is what I think. So, like, yes, I understand that. At the end of the day, do you understand the X's and O's of of politics? No, most people do not. But they do have a feeling. And they have aggression, over and it. it's strong. I mean, it's not just. I mean, there's passion involved. There's, yeah, that's it, true. It, it's not just like, well, yeah, this is what I think, and then whatever. There's passion involved with it now. So, like. It, it's not so much do they understand it, but does it make them feel something? It totally does. And yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be guilty of leaving that emotion on the table. That's something that you know. If people feel strongly about something, whether it's positive, negative, whatever, and it's going on, I feel like, dude, yeah, there's a responsibility for us to talk about that because people feel something about that. It moves the needle. It does, whether it's positively or negatively. That needle's moving when you talk about things like that. So you know, I, like I said, I, I don't know if any of us as broadcasters know exactly where the line is nowadays. But there is a you can't do it too much, but you can't ignore it either. You can't you can't just walk away from it. I, I decided not to go with it yesterday. Because it felt like what we were going to do was victory lap. And I'm not trying to victory lap. I'm just trying to tell you what happened. But anymore, telling people what happened is perceived as you taking a side. This is why I've said, I think moving forward, I will not vote. I know there's always been the argument that you can't bitch if you don't vote. Right? That's always been the right, bitch. Right? And I mean, you've, you've put that on people and before. And I've put that on people before. And I'm changing my tune. I think people who do what I do should not vote. Therefore, when I give you my opinion, you can't be like, well, you're just pushing your side. 
I don't have a side. I'm no. I'm saying this right now. March 28th, 2017, I will not vote again while being a broadcaster. Will not do it. Will not, will not do it. Not locally, not nationally. I'm done voting. Done. I want to be able to have my opinion and not be accused of pushing what my agenda is. And if I don't vote, how are you going to be able to say it? Because what are you talking about? I didn't vote for either one of them. I'm just telling you how I feel about it. I think people who are in my position should maybe take a look at it and view it the other way now, which is, you know what? This is for the rest of you. I'm going to pull myself back from it. I will give you my opinion on it, as that is what I am paid to do, but I'm not pushing a side. I understand, and I think there is some point there. The thing I'm going to say is that they're still going to accuse you of having a side. Just because you didn't vote doesn't mean that you don't have a bias in it. You know, if, if well, I didn't vote for Hillary, so obviously I could say whatever I want about Trump. You know what I mean? People aren't going to necessarily sign off on that people will go to the well you voted for her no i didn't well this last time i did i and i will tell you exactly what happened i was a hillary clinton voter but i will tell you that in my life i have voted for both political parties i say this all the time because you will never ever 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 get me into one of those two goddamn boxes because anytime somebody's trying to make you one thing versus that thing you are being Hustled! And I've said it a thousand times. It's all a shell game, dude, to stick their hands in your pocket and rob you effing blind. And they succeed every single day, both them sides. And so from this point moving forward, I'm out of that whole process because I like my opinion and I like screaming it from the goddamn mountaintops and I want to continue to do it. But I'm not anti this person. I'm not pro this person. I'm just like common sense. I just like the stuff that makes sense. And honestly, had they had a health care bill that was ready to go that was going to be cheaper for the American public than the Affordable Care Act was, I would have been all about it. But guess what? Teacher, 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 teacher. Oh, well, uh, I asked you to call on me, but now I don't have the answer. That's what happened. That's what happened. They're in control of everything and can't pass their own bills. This is honestly tripping over their shoelaces. And that's what I was trying to avoid doing yesterday. Now, I ended up doing it today, so I guess I might as well just done it yesterday at 7 o'clock. Uh, yeah, but there was there was some sort of explanation here. There was some sort of, here's why we do this. Uh, you were right, dude. It's, it's a tough place to be in for it's you. A it very, it's a high-wire act right now, and no matter what you talk about, certain people leave the radio. So at some point, it's like worrying right, about that right, too much right. is a dog chasing its tail in the backyard. The hardest thing, and the, the main goal, I would say, of you, I, and every other radio station employee and station and should be, is we know you're going to leave. You're going to get out of your car. You're going to go watch something else. You're going to turn the station. Are you going right. to come back? Are you going to come back? Please. Please, dude, please. We'll give you shine down tickets. We'll give you those at 930, and we'll also give you New Turk Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino, next on Rock 106.9. It is Fantone from the Stansberry Show here. Tax season right around the corner. You're probably thinking to yourself, what am I going to do with that refund? Well, let me tell you, there is no better investment than yourself, and I'm talking about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It's been over a year since I've had my LASIK surgery, and I could not be happier with the results. I'm seeing 2015, people. You could be, too. And before you say to yourself, oh, I don't have the money, or, you know, I'm not a candidate for LASIK, dude, head over to Rollholt Vision.
LasikVision.com and see what their financing options are. See if you would be a good candidate for LASIK. They've got three different locations to serve you, so you are never too far away from world-class eye care. Like I said, go hit up the website, RoholtVision.com. Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, online for WRQK.com. If you're a comic book movie person, you can check out the uh, the trailer for the Justice League. Yeah. I- I'm kind of over the comic book movie like every month thing, but that does look pretty cool. I am not going to lie. I'm pretty excited about Justice League. It does look good. I know everybody, oh, dude, Batman, Superman sucked. It was the worst movie ever. But, dude, you put a bunch of superheroes on a film, and I'm going to be like, yeah, man, I want to see it. I do. Let me see explosions. You're always going to be able to get me hyped about it. But then I'm always going to walk out of it going, was that as good as I wanted it to be? But that's entertainment. I guess I've moved my bar down when it comes to these superhero movies. Fair. All I want is just a bunch of sweet visuals. Like, I don't care about the stories. He called his mom Martha. He called Martha and Martha and my mom's name was Martha, too. I was like, dude, I don't care. Batman and Superman are fighting and it looks sweet. That's all I want out of this. That's all I want. Fair enough. If you're car shopping like I just was, you're going to need a loan. Let's send you over to the bank I use, which yeah. is CSE Federal Credit Union. Locally servicing you here have been since the beginning. Not going to cost you a dime to talk to a loan specialist, and we can get you pre-approved at CSE Federal Credit Union as well. So whether it be a second car, new car, joyride maybe, motorcycle, RV, no matter what it is you're looking for, CSE Federal Credit Union will have a loan for that. Really? You can get details on their loans and find their locations at their website, which is CSE FC. U.com. I do have a little uh, traffic information for you. Okay. This is actually, uh, I, I, I just got sent this by the city of Canton. This, okay. is, this is official for immediate release, it says here. Media advisory. The city of Canton sent me this. It says 38th Street Northwest will now be closed to westbound traffic between Cleveland Avenue, and I hope I have the, uh, I hope I'm saying this right, between Cleveland Avenue Northwest and Guilford Road Northwest. It says starting tomorrow, Wednesday, March 29th, and this is scheduled to last through September of 2017. So, like most of this uh, summer, in uh, or you know, early part of fall. There it says the closure is for 38th Street, and they're going to do the water main replacement and roadway reconstruction project. Uh, it will include replacing a, a failing eight-inch water line with a new 12-inch water line over like a half a mile. And the restoration of portions of the existing sanitary sewer and all that. So I guess eastbound traffic on 38th will still be good, but westbound on 38th Street Northwest between Cleveland and Guilford are going to be closed starting tomorrow. So if you use that a lot or daily, you know, for your travels, you're going to have to uh, you're going to have to make some arrangements. Call the traffic tip line 330-305-1159. I'm Pat Butthole with your traffic reports. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There, you, there, there you go. I'm on it. Yeah, City can't felt like that was important for me to know. Yeah, get it out there. So there we go. Let them know. We'll pass out these Shine Down tickets at nine thirty as we start New Tour Tuesday now. And uh, this is an artist that I like. Um, now he's basically just taking Michael Jackson and Prince and like shaking it up in a blender right. and like giving it to you. But pretty good. Though. What's wrong with that? Right, right. Exactly. Those were both like wildly talented musicians. And he didn't bang kids, so you don't have to feel guilty when you're listening to him. He meant to say yet. We don't we don't know how this story ends with the weekend here, but this is new the weekend and it says I feel it coming is the name of this. So far all this kid's made his hits. Yeah. He's pretty good. Pretty good. Tell me what you really like 
I mean, right? I mean, doesn't he sound? I mean, that sounds like Michael. It, it, it's exactly like him. I mean, it sounds exactly not even like a little. Him. It just like the, he sounds like Michael. Now, is he trying a little? Does he know? And now, like, let's amp it up. Of course he does. And I'm sure that as a kid growing up, he was in his mirror singing Michael Jackson With the hairbrush songs. and the whole thing. You yeah. know, I'm sure. No. And he knows. I mean, and I, I think more so is that record labels know that pop music is in a 80s loop right now. It just is. And, and the stale yeah. is huge. That is true. Everything, everything's going back to, hey, we're going to watch Chips and we're going to watch Michael Jackson perform live at the Super, Super Bowl halftime show. So why, you know, hit it while it's hot, man. Yeah. I can see it in your eyes Cause they never tell me lies I can feel that body shake Just nice hearing him sing to like hot chicks as opposed to seven-year-olds. I'm sure Pretty Young Thing was about a lovely young woman. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure Pretty Young Thing was about a lovely young lady. Okay. Man in the mirror. That wasn't him telling him to stop it, was he? That was just... Okay. All right. Well, the change is starting with him, you know. Okay. Here it is. I want to like it more than I like it. We put that Michael Jackson taste in our mouths. There's like 11 ways to say what you <laughs> wanted to say right there. And you chose that one. I'm just trying to get you high. Fade it up this touch. You don't need a lonely night. So baby, I can make it right. You just got to let me try to give you what you want. Um, where's the hook? Coming up right here. My point was is that there's no hook. Yeah, that's not a hook. Daft Punk on this. Hitmakers as well. That's all they've ever done, really. I kind of feel like it's going to go.
And I'm all for repeating the chorus a hundred times. I mean, welcome to the Beatles. I mean, the Beatles were the, like, I mean, that's what they did. But like, Jesus, dude, you need some substance to that song. Phantom, give me the vote. Not a I don't think you do need too much substance in songs. People, uh, people like that sound nowadays. I, uh, I, I agree with you. It's not like the deepest thing in the world. But as far as hit records goes, that's one of them, I think. I um I I will say I'm judging that up against his, my favorite song of his, which was In the Night, which I feel like was one of his best and so good. And that song was just bland and just non-existent for me. I'm gonna vote turd on this. It's a turd. Yeah, I didn't not, honestly. If, I, I know I ramped it up as him being great, but that song sucked. We have brand new Tim and Faith. We'll give you that and Shine Down tickets next on the Stansbury Show. Songs and decide if well, it's a turd or not. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. I should remind you of this. When it's dinner time and you've worked overtime, no need to cut corners. Parents, take your kids through Wendy's. As right now, after 4 o'clock, they're offering you kids' meals for just $1.99. Kids' meals have everything your kids like for just $1.99 after 4 p.m. at participating Wendy's. And with it just being just under 2 bucks, you have enough money left over to get you, maybe me, something. Swing by Wendy's today after 4 Take advantage of the $1.99 kids' meals after 4 p.m. Wendy's. Already played you the new The weekend. I feel it coming. Fantone and I were split on that one. He felt like not a turd. I felt like massive turd. And we have new Weezer around the corner. But before we get there, the man who was uh, the performer for the Concert for Legends last year, mm-hmm. Tim McGraw, and his wife have teamed up together. By the way, have they made that announcement? I haven't not seen it that anywhere I've seen yet. It. I'm looking at their social media right now. And it's they not have not there, made that announcement. So My guess is they're going to do it at 10 because okay. they want to take it out of the hands of morning shows. Okay. And they, they want to make the announcement. Smart business. Smart. Pro Football of Fame. Smart. So Tim McGraw here teaming up with his wife, um, which is basically him just saying, she's relevant, guys. Trust me. She's relevant, even though she's not. But they teamed up, and uh, this is Speak to a Girl, I I hear. Is Faith Hill not relevant anymore? No. When was the last time she had, like, a hit? I think the last hit she had was This Kiss, which was 98? Jesus. I mean, dude, she hasn't been a big deal. 20 years? Dude, she hasn't been a big deal in forever. I mean, it's been a long... I don't know. She's maybe had a hit since then. But she hasn't had, like, a hit record in quite a while. I remember, like, he brought... They did the Tim and Faith tour at the Q. This was 2008, 2009. I took my friend Jessica because she's a huge fan. And so we went, and I remember thinking that night, I was like, dude, he's got Faith on the road because nobody would put Faith on the road. Like, her stuff, her catalog's fine. But, like... She hasn't been a thing in quite a while. I mean, he's been carrying that household. She don't give a damn about your Benjamin Franklin. She can't sing. Though. She wants a rhythm. Yeah, I'm surprised she hasn't been able to make a hit. I mean, I mean, because here's the thing: you're not writing them. Right. The same songwriter that writes for Tim would write for you. <laughs> I will say this: Faith Hill, and people are going to Google this and look at it, is the worst. The worst dancer in music history. Wait, second. David Draymond is the silliest looking person on a stage. David Draymond from Disturbed is the worst looking front man in his shimmying in that vest like a failed ship in downtown. And like shaking his his, hands very shaky. It's terrible. David Draymond is an abysmal watch. But 
Faith Hill is a dude. She's seven feet tall, skinny, lanky, and just kind of like dude. What's her name? Um, Taylor Swift's not the best dancer either. Like she's just kind of gawky. She's just kind of like awkward. Faith Hill's very awkward. I just would have thought country music being as hot as it is right now. Somebody would get her out there. Right. It's not yeah. that much of a stretch. Like, here's a song. Right. Go sing a bitch, and there you go. Go get like, all the like, old classic ones. Where's Shania Twain? Go get all those. Yeah, like, how did that happen? Yeah. yeah. How I mean, are none of those people? I, I Trisha assume, Yearwood. And- I, I mean, there's obviously a, a, a an audience for country music. I would just make some hits, guys. You would think. It's all how you treat her. She just want a friend to be there. When she opens her eyes in the morning She wants you to say what you mean And mean everything that you're saying Cause that's how you talk to a woman That's how you speak to a girl That's how you What? She don't give a damn Sorry. about your pride or the lies that you're hiding behind. Wow, I wouldn't have guessed that would to be Tim McGraw right away either. Yeah, it kind of sounded a little different from him. It sounded a little strained almost. She don't give a damn about your pride or the lies that you're hiding behind. Sounds like he's putting a style on his voice that isn't his. Yes. You know what strained. I mean? Like, yes. yeah. like, like he's straining to do it. Just wanna feel that you're real, that she's near to the man that's inside. Dear God. She don't need to hear she's a queen on a throne, that she's more than a amazing. She just wants you to say what you mean, and to mean everything that you'll say. I feel like all the stuff they said's been true. It's not that hard to get a chick to like buy into you just be respectful you know be honest like treat them like a an equal well i'm starting to respect you more <laughs> because you're able to listen to this and listen to what they're saying you he just did this on his last record like he brought his wife in he brought faith hill to right. sing in that song they did a duet back at mama's i think the song was called sure. and it ended up being a really big hit and i remember thinking that it's like Tim, quit shoving your wife down our throats. It's been over for a while now. Nobody cares. Pull the Jason Aldean. Get rid of your wife and marry one of these new up-and-coming country girls. Get to do what these guys do. Time to trade her in, Timmy. Tim McGraw, don't do that. Stick with her, dude. Stick with her. Ah, pull the Aldean. No. No. Tim McGraw, he's not one of these, you know, new young bro yahoos. He's respecting his mama. Oh, I gotta disagree with I gotta disagree with Twitter. I'm being told that Auto Tune is what saves Tim McGraw that he's terrible live. I have seen Tim McGraw six times live, six. 
I've never seen a bad Tim McGraw performance ever. Now, maybe I got lucky. But, I mean, dude, when he played the cute, and I didn't even like country music back then. In 2008, I remember saying to Jessica, I don't even like this trash. But this guy has got it in spades. I mean, he blew the doors off that building that night. This is bad. Tim McGraw is in some new movie. My girlfriend just saw it. And she's like, oh my God, it's so good. Wasn't he in Friday Night Lights too? He was in that? Yeah. He played the drunk dad, surprise country singer, going out on a limb, playing the drunk dude. Yeah, he is in some new uh, like chick flick type movie. The Shed or something like that. It's about God. The Shack. The Shack, whatever. I think it's The Shack. Whatever. It might be The Shed. Whatever. Right? Whatever. The guy. No, because a listener of ours wants me to watch this movie. Because apparently what it is is some guy doesn't believe, and then he has to go back to the shack where like his kid was murdered, and he like spends like the winter there or whatever, and he finds God in the cabin or whatever the hell it is. But she was all on me. She's like, you know, I know you don't believe, but you got to watch this movie, and I think it's gonna turn you. And I was like, ah, dude, nothing that was produced by is gonna get me. Is gonna turn me, but you know. Maybe. sounds like to me what is that we just had a daughter and nobody better mistreat her uh, right now like his daughter's getting ready to go to college like she's i mean they're they're his kids are grown well but it kind of but the guy who wrote the song probably just had a daughter and no guy's gonna talk to my precious bottle of joy like that that's what it sounds like why is it still happening God. You know what? Dial it down, Tim and Faith, because here's what I'll tell you. Respect is earned, not given. So respect me first, and then you'll get respect back, ladies. No, I'll just tell you you're a moron, and your penis is just too small, but you be really nice to me. Got it. Well, somebody's got to take the first step there, buddy. Somebody does. Man, was that... Well, you know what? Just go ahead. It's a turn. Team vote right there, dude. That was awful. That was terrible. That was a team vote because that was terrible. All right. Yeah, that was a turn. We have these shine down tickets. Yeah, I'm going to do the radio thing, make you wait just a little bit longer. We'll give them to you uh, after Weezer next on Rock 106.9. They're not. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have Shinedown tickets just a few minutes away from passing those out. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. If you're car shopping the way I just was, and uh, you may be what I was, and I'm going to call it credit challenged. I don't like bad credit. That sounds like that sounds like that's anti what I'm about. That sounds like that sounds like you're trying to put tags on me I don't need. I was credit challenged. All right, it's the participation plaque of credit scores apparently. But I was, credit challenge. I right. was credit challenged, and maybe you are too. So I started my car shopping at Wakeham.com, and that's where you can do it. You'll see there 400 used vehicles. 400 used vehicles to take a look at at Wakeham.com. Don't worry about your credit. They found a way to get to work with me with me and mine, and if they can do that, they can work magic with yours. 
400 used cars for you online right now, wakeham.com. And they also work with 30 different banks and all credit unions, so they're going to get you pre-approved and financed. You can start at home or your office. We know you're trying to waste some hours away, trying to convince your boss you're busy, so log on to wakeham.com, start your car shopping. Stansbury said it was cool, no big deal, right? Yeah, totally fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Wakeham.com. And then when you find what you want, head up to or, you know head up over uh, to the Wakeham Auto Mile on West Tuscan Lincoln Way and save money the Wakeham way. They got a five-star rating on Google and Facebook and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. I bought my car there. You should, too. Start your online shopping at Wakeham.com or visit the Wakeham Auto Mile on West Tuscan Lincoln Way and save the Wakeham way. Continuing now with the program, we have what is the final song of the day mm-hmm. for New Turd Tuesday. We already played you the new weekend, Fantone Felt Like Not a Turd, I Voted Turd. Then we played you the new Tim and Faith, Speak to a Girl, and God, was that a mistake. We both voted that a turd. Pretty bad. So what we're hoping now is, is that Weezer will be able to save us before we do this. I'll remind you that if you're in a local band, group, rapper, DJ, whatever, and you want to be featured on New Turd Tuesday, we will totally play local music. And you can send it to stansburywrqk.com, and then I'll take a listen to it, and then we'll play it. Um, we are without a local this week, so we will give you this new Weezer here, and this is Feels Like Summer. How good is it summer records are starting to come out? Um, so let me tell you what I think so far. So far. So far. Man, the 21 Pilots are good, huh? Man, those guys are making money. <laughs> I mean, uh, the 21 Pilots are good, right? The thing I'll give uh, Weezer credit for, and I don't know, maybe credit's not the right word, but they've definitely been able to take what was a kind of nerdy alt-rock band and turn it into a a a music or a, a pop music machine. Like, I'm not saying it's as good as it was during the Blue Album and the Green Album and all those, but, they, and all that, yeah. but they've been able to turn it into bigger success. So, like, the reinvention of the artist rarely is a good idea, but I feel like Weezer played their cards right. Again, I think that goes. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right about that. I um, I think it goes back to them being, well, the lead singer anyway, being really, really bright and going to Harvard and like that whole thing and kind of knows how to do that whole thing. Weezer was the original hipster band. If you go back to the Blue Album, like the one dude's wearing like brown slacks way before anybody like thought that 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 was what you should doing. I mean, they were they're early on a lot of stuff. Uh, Weezer is, but this does sound like yeah, the Twenty One Pilots are making money. Let's cash in that way. I wanted that to be better. Why'd you go up that octave? Yeah, if he sings this like him. Yeah, I don't get that. I think if he sings it like him, I think I like it. That's weird.
Like, honestly, man, unless I knew this was Weezer, I'm not sure I would have guessed it. Yeah, 21 Pilots would have been my guess. Song's a little chaotic, too. Too much going on. You got that la-la-la-la in the background. That's not adding anything. It's just muddling the sound. This feels okay. Like, yeah. all right, here we go. It's going to get good. And then his voice just doesn't lend itself to that style. Probably should have had... I don't know if if you'd want to bring somebody else in on this song, but this feels more like a Maroon 5 hook to me than a Weezer hook. Yeah, fair. I'd agree. Yeah, but at the end of the day, dude, their pop stuff, Beverly Hills and all that, Island in the Sun, way bigger than their rock stuff. So I can't blame them for taking this swing. No, I get how they got there. Yeah, you're right. Their pop records have been, well, I mean, that's, I mean, welcome to music. Right. That's what happens. Right. What is the best Weezer song ever? Um, I'm huge in the Blue Album, one of my favorite albums of all time, so I could pick anything off of there and make a case for it. Say It Ain't So is probably the winner, if you ask me. That's a good one. Yeah, I love that Blue Album. It's so good. I'm going to pull that out today, actually. I had a sweet Weezer shirt when I was in middle school. One of my moms still has that. Did it look like the Wonder Woman W? Oh, yeah, of course, dude. It was that, it was that one exactly. Let's send her a text, actually. Mom, you saw my clothes from the sixth grade? You know she does. In a box labeled sixth grade, I bet. So proud of Matthew. So proud of him. I got that I got that talk from my mom actually yesterday. A little bit of mom so proud of you there? Yeah, we'll get into yeah, that when we're okay. done with this. Alright, well, dude, I think we can call that one done, buddy. <laughs> Is that right? All right give I me the vote there, buddy. It's a turd. Boy, oh boy, what a disappointment from a band that I dig. Um like They I said, had to be huge for you growing up, right? Because right I'm right time. I know where I was in my life at when the blue album came comes out. you're much younger than I am, so that was right at the precipice of you like coming into your own. Fifth grade, I'm gonna say middle school is is yeah. when all that happened and like I said I really do have a special spot in my heart for those dudes but um, that song sucked it was not very good yeah that was a turd it's a turd, it's a turd. so yeah I did have a, I don't know if she was necessarily proud of me my okay. mother if you missed this she, my mom showed up at the radio station yesterday out of the blue did not tell me she was coming to Ohio nothing wanted to surprise me she's actually in town for not the best of reasons a uh, somebody she knows isn't doing well okay. health wise and it actually said I don't think I'm ever going to get to see Sue again so my mom came home to make sure that she was able to do that sweet woman that mother was, just just a heart of gold you stop it right now she is dude I don't care what you say I don't care what you go with here she is a wonderful woman and I'm not just going to stand by while you speak ill of her Dude, were you trying to get on the Mount Rushmore in my mom's house? Like, dude, like, what the, what the, what the hell? But me, like, your brother, your niece. So your she dad. came. Everybody but me. <laughs> so she, so she comes down to the radio station yesterday. She, yeah. she had one of her friends in tow. So I took hers for lunch because that seems to be like <laughs> every old person's old favorite people. restaurant. Yeah. And yeah. here's the thing, grinders. I'm not knocking you. No. The food's 
amazing. There's something to be said about when you go into a restaurant and you're the youngest person there by a generation plus, you know you're in a good spot. Dude. It's just, dude, Ben Gay and Vaseline on every table. It's awesome. <laughs> old people old people don't deal well with crappy food. You know what I'm saying? Then you know the soup's going to be hot when you see just a bunch of grandpas out it there. It just, I, I don't know why, because I mean, it's so <laughs> good. I had the Pedro's pick. It's delicious. Grinders is awesome. But it's one of those places where it's just, I know that it's just going to be old dudes reading the repository in there, it just, it, which is a cool scene. So I took him to Grinders for lunch, and then mm-hmm. I, you know, I drove him around Canton and mm-hmm. kind of showed him this and the monument and like this and that. Right. And then, you know, then I took her to the apartment and like walked her around the apartment. And I actually, I had to, I was like, wait in the lobby real quick. And I had to go in there and like <laughs> took multiple different glass blown objects to the closet. It was like, you get in there. And What's then that I, smell, Danny? It smells like your it smells like your bedroom when you were a teenager. Then I pulled her in the apartment. I gave her, you know, a little grand tour there. And as I was driving her back to the radio station where her car was, because she was going to head back to Cleveland with her friend. And as we're pulling in the parking lot, and as I like, I'm putting the car in park. She's getting ready to get out. She just looked at me and said, "You seem happy. Are you happy?" Oh my gosh. And I and I did. I had to like stop, and I was like, you know, I am happy. I was like, I really am. And she said to me, she goes, I have not seen you this happy since MMS. She's like, you have not been this happy since MMS. She was like, it is. She's like, you like your father are defined by what you do inside. And she goes, and when that when you don't do it, there is a different man that comes out. And you don't allow yourself joy unless your business life is in line, which is something I do need to work on, as he did. But she said to me, and that felt like a, it's like, thanks, mom. She almost made me cry a little. I'm not going to lie. Everyone's crying right now, dude. Just full hearts. No, now Shannon's the only one listening. Every dude's abandoned the show. See, Shannon? This is why I bitch about LeBron James. My mom will check out the podcast. Don't worry. Now Kayla's all after me too. She's like, "You slow down, Sansbury. I'm 20, and Grinders is my favorite restaurant ever. It's can be enjoyed by all people. It's delicious. But you find me somebody under 70 in there before noon. That Pedro's pick is awesome, though. You know, I wanted to take her to Twisted Citrus yesterday, but they weren't open. So I got to get on Scott about that. I wonder what the hell's going on with that. What's good news is, is your mom will be around all week. You can take her to plenty of restaurants. Yeah, I'm having dinner with her tonight. There you go. I don't want to. See, now it's all good right now. 947, everything's fine. Everything's great. Tomorrow yeah. morning, 603, it I is sc- just going to be just screaming. Dude, I screamed all day today. She's been in town 24 <laughs> hours, and I'm already screaming. Dude, about LeBron, I don't care about LeBron. Take the whole goddamn season off. What do I care? I don't get a ring. I don't get a championship. I'm going downtown to party for the parade, whether there's one or not. But I spent the whole morning screaming because the lady just fries my nerves. I shouldn't do that. She's listening. No, and she's a wonderful woman. She's a saint. You know, dude, she only (laughs) comes here about once. Dude, this is her first time here in a decade. All right. Let's give you guys some shy down tickets. Let's do that.
See, that's what I do. Is I, I care about these Shine Down tickets so much, I'm trying to make it easier for you. So I, I get rid of all the non-listeners who will abandon the story. Say, Jesus, dude, this sucks. is a rock who station. Cares? Dude, it's a rock station. He plays Kings of Leon and talks about his moms <laughs> and feelings. It's like I just don't I don't get this dude. What's Rover talking about? And then so then we whittle it down to about 40 people listening, and you got a shot of Shine Down tickets. Yeah, it's really all about you, the listener. Could be yours. All right. Shinedown playing the Canton Palace Theater for Rock 106.9. They will do so July 17th. Tickets can be picked up at the website tomorrow for an internet pre-sale. WRQK.com in the Sandsbury Show section. They officially go on sale Friday morning. You can get them internet pre-sale style tomorrow. WRQK.com or win them right now as we'll take caller 25. 1-800-243-7625. Audience, I apologize for screaming my head off about LeBron James for an hour this morning. I will try to do a better job of not doing that tomorrow. And aside from that, we are done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon. See you. Hey, what's up? It's Kramer, and I like good-looking women. You do too, don't you? Hey, I'm giving away VIP parties to the Diamond Royale in Canton. You and 19 buddies can party with these girls at the Diamond. To win, text the word DIAMOND to 57739. That's DIAMOND with your first and last name to 57739. Standard text and data rates apply. You'll receive a confirmation phone call. You must be 21 or older to enter the Diamond Royale, Munson Street in Canton, and the Diamond Lodge, Route 14 in Rootstown.